and I'm Uncle Ben, and he's Hollywood Steve, and we're doing a show, and it's dead and lovely, and we're talking about Jason, and we're in the same room, and we've been vaccinated, and we're doing it again. Uh, Rate and review (laughs) on iTunes. Do you think anybody didn't tell Alice Cooper, like, writing lyrics isn't just saying, and this, and this, and this, like, those aren't lyrics exactly I, I mean i think maybe he sat in on like a hollywood meeting and somebody was pitching and they were doing an and then okay, pitch. Yeah, and yeah, was yeah. like oh this is what you hollywood got it right and i'm doing a hollywood movie so, so i'll just make the lyrics that and then and then and then and then some the other mask. stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious we are back we're back in the podcast what, again what, we're what? back podcast again yes dude holy shit it's been a month of damn sundays it, it, almost yeah. yeah yeah just about i mean seriously it's been yeah. a year and a half yeah with nothing to hold on to but a telephone a Actually, felly tone. it has been more than a month of sunday since a month of sundays would be 30 and it's been over 52 weeks that's much too long much too long. that's much much much, much too, too long, long. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a miracle we're back at it again and it's never felt better look now we can do stuff where our timing is going to be so much better since we're in the same room that we're going to be able to finish each other's sentences sandwiches sandwiches so yeah okay we'll get the rhythm back It'll sentences back. that's the one there we go perfect timing <laughs> perfect timing oh my gosh man it's a good thing how you been doing this week man Good, man. I've been working out, been hanging out, uh, watched so many movies, had an impromptu screaming chat on Sunday. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I was, I was just like, I wonder if people would want to hang out on a Sunday night. And people were like, hell yeah, we do. Turns out they would. Yeah. So we're going to figure out a second screaming chat night that will work for people. Screaming chat aftershocks. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> screaming chat <laughs> aftershocks. Yeah. It'll be fun. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did that. I've been working out. I've oh, been... okay. Sorry, sorry. It just hit me. You have to call it "I Scream Sunday." Write it down. I mean, we might not even do it on Sundays, but yes, "I Scream Sunday." Yeah, make it so. <laughs> sorry, I'm an idea man. These things nope, hit me. Right. I just gotta get right yep. to them. I'll call it "I Scream Sunday," and we'll do it on a Wednesday. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> Weekend Wank Shop comes out on Wednesday. What the <laughs> fuck ever? Who cares, man? Who cares? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I've been uh, chilling. Our car is is repaired. Woo! Apparently. It's a miracle. Yeah, it's it's crazy. A, all the thoughts and prayers worked. Yeah, it took them a while. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's like the distance. Oh of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, so the the prayer department just got it, and yeah. they were like, oh okay. And they got to process. Go through the bureaucracy. Of course, yeah. lots of red tape and gotta stuff. Gotta ask as the we devil know. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got to approve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and auto he, repair. Claims. He kind of rubber stamps everything, though. Oh, yeah, well, that's cool. That's pretty cool. good with the flow. Unless it's like, kill the devil, and he's like, oh, not no, that no, no, one. Uh-uh. You almost got almost me. Almost got by me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, not a whole lot. What have you been up to? Dude, having a good time, actually. I, I went to Nashville last week as a little, um, there's like a Rev Amps meet and greet thing going mm-hmm. on out there. It was just a beer and gear hangout with a bunch of hunks. That's awesome. Got to see a lot of my cool Nashville player friends and stuff. Put some miles on the new vehicle. Always a good time. I did not have enough time to go see other Nashville friends like Roger Dean Miller, but he's going to be heading to our neck of the woods soon, I believe. So, 
Maybe some stuff happens. Maybe some stuff happens. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, man? <laughs> uh, I've also been being smothered by the weather right now. It feels like Jesus. a hot, steamy, wet towel yeah. out there right now. It is brutal. Yeah, I, there was steam coming off the road when I was driving here. It's the middle of the day, like just... 90 something degrees yeah. we've keep having these on and off intermittent showers which do not help no. at all no huh? in the south it I just think it's becomes just, a, it's like walking into a shower when it you is. walk outside I, I don't even know if it's rain or if it's just the humidity collecting and forming yeah. rain and falling to the ground yeah. <laughs> it's so humid it's just insane the sky is sweating i'm it's pretty like, sure jesus i'm fuck. pretty sure yeah. man but in the meantime i've just been going over a bunch of skank banger tunes getting ready yeah. for some return shows and stuff Gonna which play that real shit oh my god i could not be more excited That's i'm so awesome. looking forward to it. hitting that gym mm-hmm. trimming some pounds away and having myself a good week oh by the way if you're a first time listener to the show we, we've just been so fucking wrapped up in our returning right. bromance i gotta mention Obviously, of course, today on our episode, we're going to be covering Friday 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. <laughs> and if you just want to get straight onto the movie review, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But you don't want to miss The Hangs, no, The Co-Beers, The, co-beer we're the gonna Preview have. Palace. There's some good stuff here. It's all going to be fun. I guarantee it. So stick around or leave if you're that type. Be that way, I guess. Oh, go enjoy your Friday the 13th, 6 conversation. Mm-mm-mm. I'll tell you what. Considering we were just talking about Roger and considering that he gifted us mm-hmm. this lovely beer for yeah. our return show that we're going to dig into. We've actually got quite a few return beers that we we're do. sort of... Brandon, Brandon Wood got us some. Yeah, and, we're yeah. planning these out strategically that you guys will find yeah. out why soon. But he got us a beer right here that I want to tuck into. It's a big old bomber and it's got a big old amount of alcohol in it. So we should probably get started early here. This is the Reverend which is a Belgian-style quadruple ale from Avery Brewing Company. It is a 10-percenter, and it's a big old Belgian boy. It's been a while since I had a big Belgian boy. How about you? It's been a while since I had a big Belgian boy. a big Belgian boy. Big Belgian boy. Well, it's coming out of here into this glass rig. Oh, that looks nice. It's a nice caramelly color. Uh It's not ultra dark. Uh, but it does have some nice foamy froth on top. There you are, sir. It didn't come out like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's friendly. It's like, oh, hey, what's going hey. on? Oh, I've just been chilling inside this bottle waiting my whole life to meet you. You're my best friend. Do you want to turn me into pee? <laughs> That's a weird sexual fetish. It's a thing. I mean, yeah. you know. I want someone to turn me into pee. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. I guarantee it. I'm absolutely sure. Hey, you know what we can do? We could fucking ken pie. Boom, clinkity clink these things right here. See what that does. Man, that smells great. It smells really toasty and Mm -hmm. caramelly and spicy. Cherry. A little little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get in there and see what that does to your face, and then I'll I'll take a turn after you. Whoa. Whoa, man. That's a whole lot of Oh man. Oh. That's a whole lot of flavor. That is the flavor. Yeah. Got brown sugary kind of notes. Brown sugary, mm-hmm. kind of that golden raisin sort yeah, of flavor mm-hmm. in there a bit that some Belgians can have. It's like a bit lighter on the spice than mm-hmm. some Belgians that I've had. Yeah, I would say for sure. Like there's a little bit of, of spice on the back end, but it's not as, as dominant as yeah. others. Yeah, this is all Man, about that malty, stuff. malty brown sugary molassesy kind of flavor. It is. It's hazy too. It is hazy. Yeah, it, you said a caramel color, and that's exactly what it is. But there is no light coming through. Uh, uh-uh, <laughs> no, man, that is 
Mm-hmm. Very damn delicious. Thank yeah, you I'm so much, RDM. Love that guy. And also, too, since we'll be in person again, uh, we'll be getting some buddy beers in the mail and stuff like that yeah. from people before long. We'll have an address to announce soon. Yes, very soon. And, I will uh, be getting it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be able to taste beers from across the multiverse. Hell yeah. Once again. And Sharon, too. Sharon is Karen. It is. And, you know, people love Karens. So oh, They don't. They don't? No, no. Karen's oh, kind of so in a world Sharon of shit. Sharon is yeah. probably not so great. Sharon! 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 <laughs> I mean, think about this. There are people listening right now who probably don't know the Osbournes at That's all. true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're old. I got to quit making young people. They should make more older people like us. <laughs> yes. Older people are better. Yeah. Our ideas never change. <laughs> <laughs> we always got it right when we were living as young people. Yes. That's how it went. Yep. But yeah, I've been having myself a good week, man. It's been getting busy again. Our, our calendar has just filled back up to like 2019 yeah. levels again so fast that it's kind of bizarre. But you know what? I'm okay with I'm taking this vaccine for a fucking spin. Me I'll too. let you guys know how it goes. <laughs> awesome. Hopefully good. I haven't had time to watch a whole lot of stuff this week, but I have watched a couple of things I want to tell you about. Okay. Let's okay. hear about them. So one, I know this is a horror movie podcast, so people mm. are tuning in to hear about some grisly, grimy, spooky things, of course. Of course they are. I went so dark this week that I watched a movie that didn't have Michael Myers in it. Oh. It was directed by Michael Myers himself. Wait, what? Nick Castle. This well, guy was. directed a movie in the early 90s mm-hmm. that features a man being forced to gargle with cleaning products with pine saw. Wow. So it's like a saw type of movie. Oh, huh? it's, there's torture and stuff. He's right. like the same guy. It's an old guy, too. Okay. He's made to shoot mouthwash up his nose into his sinus cavities. Can you even imagine how bad that would hurt? Ow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds terrible. There's a a person who is a homeless person, a vagrant, that is set on fire and handcuffed under a blanket. I mean, it's fucked up, dude. This movie's wow. fucking What is this movie dark. called? Dennis the Menace. Wait. Like the comic strip? Yeah, all that stuff that I'm talking about happens in it. It's like a dark like reimagining oh. of what it could be. It's like, oh, you think he was all fun, tormenting Mr. Wilson and stuff? Nah, man. This kid is fucked up. It's more like the omen than anything. So we got the wrong cute blonde kid as our reg- like Jace, uh, uh, Jigsaw as yeah. a kid. Yeah. We thought it was Kevin McAllister. That, oh, was, that was yeah. Dennis the Menace throwing us off the scent. Absolutely so. Wow. Without a doubt in my mind. Wow. Okay. I haven't seen this in a long time. I don't remember any of that. All of that stuff happens. <laughs> All of it happens in that's there. Up. I know. Again, that's what happens when fucking Michael Myers directs a movie. It's actually a John Hughes movie, and you can absolutely tell it's a John Hughes movie. Wow. It's fun, man. I'm not going to oh, yeah. lie. No, I liked it as, I mean, it came out when we were kids. So like, yeah, I think like 93, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, I remember enjoying it. And Walter Matthau, I remember everything Walter Matthau was in Fantastic. as a kid. Yeah. I loved it because... My dad loved Bad News Bears, uh-huh. so I watched that a bunch as a kid, and he was grumpy like my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like My grandpa normally wasn't grumpy, but when he was grumpy, he was like Walter Matthau, right. and I always thought it was funny, 
So I just thought Walter Matthau was hilarious, and all he was doing was being like, I fucking hate you, you shit. <laughs> pretty much. And it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's great in it, man. Uh, fucking Christopher Lloyd in there as yeah. Switchblade Sam. Yet another flick knife character from our childhood that led me <laughs> to believe there were people around every street Everywhere, corner just like- with fucking switchies ready to cause problems. <laughs> I haven't met a single one. Knock on wood. I haven't met a single one. I've never run into anyone with a switch. I ha- I did have a switchblade comb, though. Ooh, that's a good, yeah. good accessory right there. You want people to think you're a dirt bag, but then you're like, nah, I'm just combing my hair. I'm a clean cat. bag. I'm a clean bag. One of the clean bags you heard about. <laughs> I ain't grubby. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You watch anything else? Yeah. So the other thing that we watched this week that was like legit fucking insane. Mm-hmm was a documentary that I've heard about time and time and time again. We finally got around to watching it. Class Action Park. Ooh. Holy shit. It's about a theme park in New Jersey. It's a documentary. It's all true mm-hmm. story and stuff. Theme park in New Jersey, uh, late 70s, early 80s is when it got started. as like a ski resort. Then it turned into a water park during the summertime and okay. stuff. It's called Action Park. It's unbelievable. It's one of those things, man, where you'll watch this and be like, how did any of us make it out of the 80s alive this place dude it is like fucking lord of the flies as a theme park yeah it's just anything goes do whatever you want to like the entire mythos of the entire place was it's a diy (laughs) theme park where if you want thrills you get them if you want to take it easy you do it that way too but then the person wanting the thrills collides his inner tube with yours and drowns you ah that yeah Oh my so like god! Libertarian park, basically. Yeah, it, it is yeah. unfettered capitalism park. Yes. It's like this is what it looks like, honestly. Yeah. That's. I mean, the it's interesting to me there weren't more parks like that, and maybe there For were. Real. I just don't know the history because I, I'm assuming it all just ro- arose from carnival culture, right? Well, this guy that started it basically got kicked out of the stock market for running, like, Wolf of Wall Street scams. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> can't even blame this on, no. like, carny culture. Nope. This is, can't even this hate is on the just pure capitalism. It really, really, really is, <laughs> what man. What a piece of shit. It's, it's nuts. You have wow. to watch. I think it's on, I want to say it's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. HBO Max. Okay. It'll blow Work. your mind, dude. Okay, and it was kind of, it was giving me flashbacks as a kid to, like, how grubby amusement parks used to be. Like, I remember yeah. one time I got to tag along for a field trip my brother took to Magic World. Did you ever go to I Magic remember World? Magic World, remember yes. There was a big black octopus thing that would, like, fly around yes. and stuff. And <laughs> I just remember, because I think I couldn't have been, but maybe, maybe four years old when we went. Yeah. So I just kind of have, like, you know, flashes of the memory and stuff. I remember there being, like, a big indoor maze in the dark. Oh. It's almost like a mirror maze, but it was just dark inside. So that it was like cool. Suspect. Yeah. Stumble around and get groped by strangers. Fun. Wow. <laughs> it was terrible, man. Huh. I remember as a kid, I mean, we've kind of talked about this when uh you know, we talked about Dolly Parton oh, yeah. uh, about a month ago, but Dollywood was like no special treat, we totally. thought, because yeah. we went there so often. Before we moved to East Tennessee, um, we lived in Buford, Georgia, and I went to Six Flags, and as a kid, I remember being super excited because Bugs Bunny was there, but also disappointed that it wasn't Disneyland. Why were we so upset? Like, as kids, I remember around, you know, 80s, early 90s age, 
It really was like, I want to go to Disneyland. Nothing compares, even though you have no idea what Disneyland is. Oh, dude, marketing. It's just yeah. all like the marketing and stuff that was played on us as kids yeah. was basically hypnosis. Dude, like like what we were just talking about before we started recording, mm-hmm. I said the word great, and I started simultaneously, like spontaneously singing the Great Grains commercial theme from like fucking 1989. Right. Great Grains, the new Great Grains. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I've never even had that fucking cereal, but the marketing just burned itself into my fucking it head works so like so, yeah. whenever we would watch the disney channel back in the day all the commercials were disney stuff mm-hmm. so they were constantly advertising yeah. disney and that like, was pretty brilliant of them oh I guess, absolutely so yeah, yeah no that i remember though because like now i think back on it it's like that day i went to six flags i don't remember standing in any lines yeah i remember going to dollywood and just like getting to ride all the rides yeah you go to disney world that's not gonna happen no 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 no. you're just you're gonna get maybe a, a couple things i know this because i went to disney world at, like at five and i remember riding the teacups yep uh and the um the 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 pirate adventure ride. pirates of the caribbean Pir- yeah, yeah that one um and that was about the entire day oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah standing in line and Hating it. I remember as a kid complaining <laughs> the whole time. Oppressive heat and standing yeah, in line. Kids love it. Yeah, standing in the middle of Florida in the middle of the summer. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was terrible. I remember, and also like I was so hungry, and then we went to get something to eat, and the only thing they had were sandwiches. And as a kid, like I was just not excited about it, and I started eating, and then I was just like, I hate. Like I remember <laughs> my brain being like, this is the worst. <laughs> this is not magical. But I still. After that, every time I went to Dollywood, was like, I wish this was Disney World. I'll tell you what, though, man. How much would somebody have to pay you mm-hmm. to go to any theme park right now oh, and no. stand in all them I rides no. without a cell phone? I wouldn't do it with a cell phone, <laughs> but without a cell phone, absolutely not. People used to just stand there with their fucking kids and, and talk. stand. Yeah, that or was not it. talk. They Ooh. really didn't talk. Yeah, nah. the lines were just <laughs> awkward. I yeah. remember. Yeah, now now it's actually better because it's like, yeah, they're they're doing their own thing. And maybe they're enjoying themselves even in this line instead of Could everybody be. just standing there like. Guess I don't want to talk because nobody else is talking. That was yeah. really it as a Ugh. kid, like. Nobody else was talking, so you. It's like when you're in an elevator. Uh huh. Yeah. But so uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just be like, "Oh, we're in an elevator." Yeah. It's transporting me up or down. How about you? You yep, guys going same. up? Same. Same. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Good thing you're on this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, man. But yeah, class action park. You have to fucking. Watch yeah, I'm gonna this, check dude. that out. It to. will blow your mind. There's so many stories and shit. I'll, we'll dig deeper into it after you watch it, but there's so many stories in there that you just will not. Yeah, I'll fucking check it out. believe, dude. What about you? What you been watching? Oh man, I've watched so much stuff. I have been watching a, a good bit of things. You recommended a movie to me called Plan B. Oh yeah, and I watched it on the Hulu. It's so funny. It's fucking funny, I right? I had a great time. Enjoyed it. Cried, laughed. All yep. the stuff you expect from a good comedy. How about that scene with that piercing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, God, I was squirming in my yeah. seats. I did not see that about to happen. <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that whole scene was just like, it was. I didn't expect it at all in a comedy. Uh, uh, just a, an erect penis. 
Yeah. Well, not a wreck, but a <laughs> penis. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect that, but it was also like this is pretty real. This yeah. is like, yeah, this is this pretty. Could happen. Could happen, and then yeah, I no did not expect what happens there. Won't uh, ruin it for anybody. It's kind watch of a new it. movie. It's fucking definitely funny. watch it. Yeah, but I'll tell you this too, man. It's easy to look at it and compare it to Super Bad or Book Smart or any of those kind of raunchy teenage sure. comedies. But at the same time, like this movie has a lot to say about. Yeah. Um, sex care mm-hmm. and family planning and how things should be available yeah. and ready to avoid disasters like this. And mm-hmm. also gives the role model of parents just being like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll help you with this, whatever. And also it has the message of sex isn't that big a deal. Yeah, <laughs> like, that too. Just chillax, you yeah. know, like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Your kids now, it all seems like super important and your br- brain's going haywire and just being like, oh, fuck everything. Like, there, there's a lot to learn there in those teen years, and I think it does a better job of any of the other teen movies I've ever seen that are just kind of like, we got to lose our virginity before the ski school gets shut down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good flick, though. I'm glad you liked yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. I also watched the, the new Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Okay. Tell me about this, because the only people that I've seen saying good things about it are people whose opinions I don't typically agree with about <laughs> movies and stuff. And yeah. anybody that listens to the show knows that those those movies are not for us, man. The, the Conjuring, ugh. I'm, uh, I don't hate them at all. And I think part two is is got I'm a lot of great imagery. Two. And, yeah. and it's, it's on the same level as part one or maybe even better. It depends on uh, different people have a different rating there. They're but gateway I don't... movies, man. They're just movies that yeah. might get people into horror. Definitely. And that's a good thing. This one has all the same tropes. Ooh. So nothing new. It, it doesn't really add anything. It has all the same charms as well, which is basically Vera Farmiga and yeah. Patrick Wilson. Um, but it, it was really boring, honestly. Like, way too much exposition to me. Mm, like, yeah. I, I, I feel like the first one has a few scenes where they're trying to kind of prove that the... the What are their names? The Those... Scammy assholes. Oh, yeah, the scammy assholes, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they're trying to, you know, show that they're they're legit. And they do that in the second one. Kind of repeat, like, these people are legit. Here are legit cases they've dealt with. This one goes so far out of its way to try to make them look overly legit. No, really. Yeah. Really. Like, they're going to have, like, a court of law case about it. It's just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, though, if you cut some of the exposition, a lot of the imagery is really cool. If you um, are afraid of contortionists, look out! this movie will scare the shit out of you. Keep your body uncontorted and away <laughs> from me, sir, I yeah. say. Whole lot of contorting. Okay. Whole lot. Whole lot of contorting. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, if you like the Conjuring movies, I think... I don't think it's better than the other two. Yeah. But it's better than the Nun. <laughs> which I found out this week is the highest grossing Conjuring movie. Holy shit. And in my mind, the worst. Yeah, everybody I know has told me it's just a pile of shit. I thought these things, Ben, but then I was on Twitter and somebody posted something defending the Conjuring and then all of the tweets under it were people being like, I fucking love the Conjuring and the nun is my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, who Ooh. are these people? And also, I don't want to know. No. I don't uh, want to know. No. Anyway, not great. But uh, yeah, if you like those movies, it's it's on par with the others. Okay. All right. I've also been watching a whole lot of the Screen Rant 
pitch meeting. That guy's videos. hilarious. That guy's yeah. dude. I'm Ryan telling you George. this, man. Mm-hmm. I was so put off to watch any of those because the thumbnails. The thumbnails are me. terrible. Yeah. yeah, it looks like fucking yeah. meme stuff that twelve year olds would watch because it's yep. just things with big crazy eyes and they look like annoying thumbnails. It looks it like the off. angry or, or the annoying orange stuff. Yeah. That's what I expected. Exactly. Uh, but somebody posted, I think, on the Facebook group or something, on the Army of the Dead one. And I was like, I'll watch this. And yeah. I watched it and I was like, oh, this guy's really like funny and bright. It's funny, man. So the I jokes just, got, just, it's like yeah. so rapid, man. Mm-hmm. It's like every two seconds there's a joke that hits And they're you. only like five to, to, you know, ten minutes usually. Oh, yeah. So I've I watched so many of them. And like his brand of humor reminded me of how much I love the Cracked After Hours series that ended like three years ago. I don't think I watched that. Dude. Watch the Cracked After Hours series. They, they're like theories and stuff on movies or TV shows. I'm listening. Are out there and convincing. Like, I really, I, I think we do this a Sounds lot. Sounds like Dead and Lovely. Yeah, huh? I was going to say, mm. I think we do this a lot. And I kind of like, I, I love that about the Cracked After Hours series that it's like, it's people being imaginative about things and not just repeating the same theories and yeah, whatnot yeah. over it but they're also hilarious nice yeah so definitely worth checking out well i'll tell you what steve there's just something about hanging out with friends and feeling the stifling hot weather and drinking some cold beers and stuff it makes me feel like it just might be the start of something warm something that's a month that comes before uh the, the season that's um it's after spring <laughs> Right? And it's summer. Summer. That's what I was getting uh-huh. at. It's just about there. I got it that is. summertime We're so feeling. So close. Mm-hmm. So close to summer. I'm excited. I love summer. Me too. I know we're supposed to love fall because of Halloween and all. And I do. And I do. But I love summer. Yes. I'm a big, big fan of just everybody's outside. We're all trying to get out, do things. I, we're community. out of school. No, no school. No school. School's finally out. Yay. Fuck yeah. How were your grades? Oh, Did, man. I fucking smoked it because I cheated yeah. off of that nerd, Dennis. <laughs> take that, Dennis. Yeah, I'll take your answers. Dweeb, four <laughs> eyes, all that kind of thing. And you know what? I think considering that everybody else is out of school, they're going to need some summer projects to tide them over yeah. before our fall classes start back up again at <laughs> Obviously. Dead and Lovely University. Uh-huh. I think that these bustas that are listening right now, they might need a summer watch list of some big-ass must-watch summer flicks to watch to tide them over and get them good and schooled up. You got to get up go to school. (laughs) You got to get up. Yep. Watch these movies right here. So, Steve, I say before we get on to the movie review, let's get up in the guts of that preview palace hey surf's up dude cowabunga summertime welcome to the preview palace (laughs) that's the 80s summer fun edition right there Mm -hmm. i'm quite sure welcome to the preview palace where we're going to give you guys a top 10 plus one Mm -hmm. list of the movies that we think you should be watching this summer because i'll tell you what it's just not a summer if you ain't watching jurors that's true. Durs. Jaws is absolutely a necessity, especially yeah, if you're going to be near the beach. Oh, yeah. You got to watch Jaws. You want to be frightened of the water. Yeah, exactly. You want to dread your vacation. You yeah. want to be scared while you're like, I paid $3,000 to stay here this week, and I don't really want to get in the ocean now. <laughs> you want that to happen. Yeah. 
That's how I feel, at least. It's a masterpiece. It is. I love Jaws so much. And it, it did, you know, as a kid. We've talked about it. Go well, back Jaws and check episode. out that episode. That's yeah. a great episode that right great there. Episode. We have some, some good theories about all the stuff going on mm-hmm. in that movie. But I, I yeah, that, that um, movie scared me, made me fear the ocean. And also there was a disconnect in my child head where I didn't realize that, like, the ocean was the ocean. Like, yeah. So we would go to the beach and I'd have fun. But like in my head, I was afraid of the ocean. Right. And then I think it connected at a certain point as like a teenager. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go in there. Don't want to go in there. The other parts are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've gone in the ocean even when we go to the beach. I'm more of a pool I'm not much guy. Of a, I'm not much of an ocean boy yeah. myself. I'll get in every now and then, but it's not even a daily feature for me, honestly. No, just go down to the beach. Get those smells. Get the sounds yeah. and stuff. I don't want to get in because there's like kelp and shit. And yeah. If something touches your leg, well, it's like, no, nope, nope. That's the thing, too, man. Like The beaches that we can access here on the East Coast, they're all really muddy, unclear That's waters. True. Like, yeah. So you're right. Whenever you do step on something or something grabs a hold of you, mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck it is. And no. it is kind of jarring and not exactly fun. One time I stepped on a flounder. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think it was a flounder. He asked me if I had a dingle hopper. That's what kind of made me think. This is probably... A flounder. No, I stepped on it, and I felt like I felt it felt like a rock, and it immediately started squirming. And then, like, I felt a fin Whoa. touch my foot as yeah. it left, and I was just like, "Fuck!" And then I was like, "Wait, flounder can't hurt you." No, <laughs> it just got two eyes on one side of it. They kind of do. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, man. The Little Mermaid and the character Flounder permanently skewed my expectations for eating flounder. Because right. I remember the first time that I had flounder, right? Like probably at a restaurant, or maybe mom bought some at the store or something like that. I thought it was going to come out to the plate and be like yellow and blue stripes and stuff. <laughs> and instead, it's like, oh, it's boring white fish. Yeah, it's just white fish. It's just white fish. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck flounder. Yeah. So fuck flounder. Watch Jaws. Yeah. Exactly. That's our, that's our theory. You know, one thing that I can't help but feel like is that summertime is the perfect time, especially if you're having a bunch of bunch of buddies over mm-hmm. we can have buddies again Fulci and the acdc said we don't have to wear masks no more so we can party i'm glad they acdc hired Fulci. And Fulci, <laughs> dr Fulci and acdc in the acdc uh-huh. <laughs> we can all get together and hang and have a good time maybe open up a winder drink some co-beers and you know what we should put on something that's kind of a pile of shit that we all saw when we were youngins doing the exact same thing how about some creature features yeah i what love a creature that? feature i um i mean we just recently talked about godzilla versus kong that that one came into my head the other day. I was like, I kind of want to watch that. And then I was like, why? And I remember like, it's summer. Like that, we just Jaws is a creature feature. Like, they, for some reason, big monster plus summer. Oh, it's yeah. just like, yeah. Well, that was so much of like our teenhood and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you remember a little feature, baby bird, baby bird called Anaconda. John Voight. Yes. It's about Anac- John Voight for some reason. I've, I don't know. I've recently been wanting to watch Anaconda, yep. Lake Placid, and Deep Blue Sea Deep Blue in a way sea. that I've never wanted to watch them. Isn't it funny, though, how, like, Crawl doesn't even figure into that equation? It doesn't. Because that just wasn't me. fun. Well, the thing is, like, a lot of people liked Crawl, but I, I still feel like 
it doesn't feel like summer because it really it's a tornado weather or a hurricane weather type of situation. It's so dark. Yeah. That like it does. I don't I get don't, the summer vibe. I don't feel it. Yeah. But I'd watch the Meg. Yeah, I guess sure. That. I I'd get watch that. it. And I'm super excited for that sequel that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Because I got Ben Wheatley doing it. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that's going to be. Huh. <laughs> Dude, we should totally do like a fucking mini on that where we can go watch a fucking movie. Yes. I'm ex- I still haven't gone to the theater because our either. car's been out of commission. Fulci and ACDC said we can go to theater. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Fulci. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do an episode on that. But yeah, there's just something about like, even though all those movies are really pieces of shit, like mm-hmm. they're terrible. The oh yeah, fun the thing Meg is, is terrible. Is when you watch those with friends, you all remember how ripped off you were at the theater and how yeah. stupid all these parts are where Sam Jackson gets eaten by a shark and shit. Like, it's a bonding experience because it's something <laughs> shitty yeah. we all lived through. We did. And it's also like, there's so many, mo- I think some of those movies, my connection to them is HBO. Right. Because yeah. they all came out around the same time, like 97, 98 area. Yep. And I remember them being on HBO so much. Totally. That like and species. The only reason <laughs> you would be able to watch movies over and over and over because it's summer. Yep. So those are just connected in my head forever. Total correlation. Yeah. You know, the one that I thought of like almost immediately when we started making this list is one that was, of course, a mega ultra summer blockbuster, one of the most impactful movies I remember in my childhood. Again, kind of a creature feature. I'm talking about where Jurassic Park. Uh, it is. Creature feature and a very summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to watch that in the summertime, man. I don't want to see that in the winter. It's not like yeah. a winter watch to me. Yeah. What, like, yeah. When you, when you want things to be dark in the fall and the winter... Yeah, you're not looking for a Jurassic Park. You're you're looking for your I don't know the Shining or yeah. whatever. Yeah, in the summer you want that open air island feel, palms like everybody dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. Everybody's wearing hats for some reason. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Jeff Goldblum just exceptionally glistening, just chest out. Oh my god, mm-hmm. man! No, I get it. That's fitness goals right there. For real. I saw my buddy Ryan Murphy the other day, and I told him about the dead and lovely trademarked theory. Which is absolutely not a yeah. theory. It's completely set in stone, and it's a yes, fact. one hundred percent. That Jurassic Park is all about men not evolving and women evolving and lesbians taking over the earth. Uh huh. Yeah, which is a fact. That is what the yeah, movie is actually is. about. Check out our episode on that if you're if you're not if you're skeptical. Uh huh. You'll find it to be absolutely correct. He had the nerve to not believe me. Can you believe what? this? Can you believe this? Wow. He's Do- canceled. This guy. Yeah. He doesn't like facts. Yeah. Clearly. You know, there's a Twitter account called Jurassic Park Updates. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Fucking best. You send me these every now and then, and they kill me every time. Grayson sent me, our pal Grayson Hester, who may be on the podcast at some point in the future very soon. Um, He sent me one that was for Pride. (laughs) It said, all of the dinosaurs in the park are gay. Yeah. So, confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed. Exactly right, dude. There's no disputing it. Yeah, I always want to watch that one during the summertime. That's a big old memory for me. You know, speaking of one that's just kind of exactly appropriate for this season, hey, what are people doing in the summertime? They're going out and wasting their lives by camping? I don't know why you'd want to do that. I can't imagine. Our ancestors fought long and hard to get out of the caves, to get out of the woods, to build permanent structures, control the climate indoors. Uh-huh. Such a disrespect to them to be like, I want to live in the woods for a while. Come on, man. That's your ancestors you're talking about. I don't like air conditioner. Let's just roll down the windows. You know what I don't like? Comfort. 
Peepaw is rolling in his grave. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely so. Mm-hmm. He would kill to be sitting here in this absolutely. comfortable room drinking yeah. a code beer that came from a refrigerator, which yeah. is plugged into an outlet that has electricity. Yeah, he uh, Peepaw would probably come his pants. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, he would say. My first erection in years. <laughs> it's over so soon. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, though. It is the perfect time to watch some people go camping in the movies and yep. watch them get murdered. Yes. By a young boy that drowned in a lake and then somehow became a very big man. Why, it's the topic of our episode today. The entire Friday the 13th series. The entire Friday the 13th series. Just any of them, really. I've I've declared that the official sub-genre of summer is the camp slasher. Yeah, absolutely. There's no fucking question about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... It, I mean, one, it, they're, none of them are filmed in summer. They're all filmed in a cold-ass time. Oh, yeah. All of them. No. Except for maybe Sleepaway Camp, where nobody is wearing clothes. Nobody so wears clothes. So it had to have time. been filmed in the summer. I assume. But they all pull off the summer feel. They do. In a way. Even though I never went to summer camp. No, I didn't either. And uh, camping as a kid wasn't a thing we did a lot. We built forts and shit and played in the forest, but well, my then summer, went to the bed. My summer camp connection is fucking Salute Your Shorts. Yes. You know? Yeah, my summer camp connection is movies yeah. and Salute Your Shorts. Yep. Ernest Saves the Camp and oh shit God, like that. Oh my God, that should be on our list. We didn't put Ernest Saves Camp Ernest on here. Ernest should be on every Honorary list, honestly. Yeah, just yeah. whatever list it is. Ernest. Top yeah. 100 hottest females. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest Saves Camp. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, that movie for sure is one I've seen a million times. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Camp Slasher, it just had, like, I mean, one, it's set during summer, but it, it just... It has that freedom feeling where yeah. the kids are doing whatever they want and getting, like, you know, obviously yelled at by older kids, but they're also kids doing whatever they want. So, oh, like, yeah. the majority of the characters you're dealing with were the people you wanted to be as a kid or a teenager. I remember getting murdered every yeah, summer. Every as single a kid. time. Every summer. Every time. Gruesome every time I've smoked weed, I've been murdered. Oh, yeah. It happens every time. Mm-hmm. You take one pot, the murder comes. A single pot. I mean, within 10 minutes, usually. <laughs> Half a pot, half a murder. Yeah, exactly. Find out what that is. Uh-huh. I mean, or don't and live to tell the tale, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got to watch those. Those are always yeah. a good fucking watch, man. As well as one that is just, I think, about the most ideal. Yes. Summertime, afternoon. Hey, what are we doing? It's too hot outside to go outside and play and go on adventures and steal priceless artifacts from cultures and bring them back as if they belong to me now. I'm talking about watching Indiana Jones instead. That's right. The entire trilogy of all three movies. Yeah, all three of them. Yep. That will ever exist. Yeah, exactly. There's no mm-hmm. way they can even be making a fifth one because they no, haven't made a fourth not one. possible. Never you have to make a fourth source. one to make a fifth one, and they haven't done that. And that's impossible. Yeah. You know, we'll, oh, what are you, George Lucas all of a sudden? What connection does he have to these movies? Yeah, for real, man. What are you, <laughs> Final Fantasy in the United States? Go from three to seven? <laughs> that was... They slipped that right by us. That was so enraging, I remember. Yes, dude. Yes. Yeah. And then you find out, like, oh, actually, three was six all along? Yeah. And when what? you find out that Super Mario 2 wasn't the real Super Mario no. 2 uh-uh. because they didn't think we could handle it. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Uh, they didn't believe yeah. in us. But I do believe in watching some indie about every summertime. You're going to have a good yeah. time. I've been wanting to watch Temple of Doom lately because it's been a long time. It's kind of shot. It's kind of shitty. But Maybe. honestly, part of this, I think, is because our, our dear friends, Lindsay and Thomas, um, their little daughter, uh-huh. Miss Wiley Mae. She's adorable. 
the best. Mm-hmm. She has, uh, I mean, she's fucking, I don't know. How old are kids? She's like three or four. She's <laughs> the little one. Kids. How old are kids? I don't know how old they are. <laughs> she's small. She's small. Like she's small not size. very big. Yeah. yeah, she walks. Oh, okay. She doesn't, well, have, a, she doesn't have a job yet, though. Oh. So she's about okay. that age. About that age. Yeah. In between walking and jobbing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, she's gotten really obsessed for one with Mothra. Mothra is like her favorite fucking thing. That's adorable. And she goes, Mothra! Like all the time. That's very cute. But the best thing is, is you can walk up to Wiley anytime and hold your hand up in this menacing bear claw gesture and go, Kalima. And she'll hold hers up and go, Kalima. It's fucking adorable. What? Not surprising. Look how cool her parents are. Yeah, no, that's... Not surprising. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the at world. At all, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of got it in my head of, like, I need to watch Temple of Doom again. I know it's kind of shot, but I don't care, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Lots with of you. problems with those movies. Yeah. Check out our Indiana Jones... Uh, what was the first one that we did? The first one. The what, first one. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost, Raiders Lost Ark. Ark. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, God, Raiders damn. of the First Crusade. Raiders <laughs> what? of the First Crusade. The Temple yeah. of First, whatever it's called. Yeah, no, I, I grew up... Like watching Last Crusade over and over and over and over, and that's a to me a very summer movie. Very I, much so. So Adventure. yeah, I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to get back. I mean, we covered one. We did. Maybe we cover two. Maybe we cover two. Who knows? We we'll should find do that out. sometime this summer. We maybe should. It'd be a good time, man. Yes, it would. Now, what do you know about a time that maybe it's during the summer, and you get to our number five on our reading list right here? Maybe it's summertime, it's hot, it's sweltering. You want something that takes place a little south of the border and uh-huh. features. Who does it feature? A whole lot of hunks. Maybe you want to see George Clooney. He's a hunk. Maybe you want to see, uh, what's her name, a uh, really, really beautiful woman. Juliette Lewis. Juliet Lewis is... Well, Selma Hayek? But, but Juliet Lewis is a kid in that movie, so I'm not going to put Oh, her yeah. Out. Selma Hayek is who Selma I was Hayek. going for. <laughs> yes. Selma Hayek, absolutely gorgeous. Maybe you want to see Quentin Tarantino and not really think about him. Mm, he does stare at feet, though. Yes. Yeah. Maybe so it would be hard not to think. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, who doesn't love him? Nobody. Maybe Cheech. Maybe you want to see some Cheech Marin. Maybe you want to see some Tom Savini. Come on. What are you yeah. going to watch? Um, hmm. I'd try from dusk till dawn. That seems to have all those people in yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, given what help. you're after there, that's probably the one you should yeah. go to that te- uh-huh. checks the most boxes, I Danny think. Danny Trejo's in there, right? Danny Trejo's in yeah, that, yeah. man. It's a 10. Come yeah, on. love that movie. Dude, and so good. It, I mean, I, th- I think like one of the themes of a lot of our, our picks here is uh, being set in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> or being I know, right? Set, yeah. It's hot out there. Yeah, but like for some reason that also says summer and it's like when you watch it in the summer you don't even think about like oh, I wouldn't want to be in the desert. You're just like, yeah, that's the the feel I have right now. I yeah. like when I walk outside it looks like that. I want my movies to be bright and shiny. Yep. I yeah. mean, it's the same reason I want to watch The Shining and The Thing in like January. Yeah, when it's dark. Yeah, and cold. Mm-hmm. When it's cold out there, I want to watch them cold movies. When you're feeling that paranoia. Mm-hmm. That's right. When I feel <laughs> you're like, like murdering my family. Which one of this these people is the thing? Exactly. My wife? My dog? Who knows? Oh, who could it be? That's when you want to watch this. And then they remind you, of course, that the thing is a movie. Yeah, that's true. Right. I think Dust Till Dawn might be one of the first movies that we did in person. Yeah. I when, think that it yeah, was. When, uh, whenever you moved yes, to, it back was here Emily from and LA. I came back for a vacation and we did from dust till dawn and fright night yeah in one night in it was one a double night header, uh-huh. man yeah. we got drunk we got so drunk we used yes. to do double headers pretty frequently yeah and, and that's when we go drunk. through like three beers each during a show yeah. 
heavy yeah. duty beers too. We're making wiser decisions these days. I think so. <laughs> I like to think that we are, man. Yeah, Dustle Dawn, always a good time. Now, one that I've always got to watch, and again, it, it just goes without saying. It's like it, there's some problematic things about it, mm-hmm. but dude, Independence Day is one of those ones that. Yeah. My entire childhood, it was just like, yeah. it's summertime, it's blockbuster time, it's time yes. to watch Will Smith, who has to have one of these. He does, even though he's got it. He's he in has it, one currently. right there, dude. It's like, I've got to get one. You have one right now. He Will, should have said, I have reach this Reach out and take the things you want in It's life. already there in your hands, dude. Yeah. Welcome to planet Earth. <laughs> you can have it. Yes. It's yours now. That movie, dude, not the director's cut. I've mentioned before, do not watch the director's cut. Okay, I've never seen it. There is no director's cut. Don't even seek uh, it out. Oh, okay. It's right. so fucking bad. Just watch the theatrical one. Okay. I can't help it. I want to see some stuff get blown up. Did you watch that rescued. sequel they made not no. too long Did ago? anyone? I don't think so. I don't no. think. I don't know a single person that saw it. No. I've Yeah. No, I've never heard anyone say anything about it. Yeah. It's Whoa, just a myth. That's weird. What if you rent it and it's just a black screen? <laughs> there is no And then movie. it just starts flashing faster and faster and faster. <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like, I think I like <laughs> Loved it. Underrated. <laughs> Underappreciated in its own time. Yeah. I think Independence Day. I'll even say Armageddon. I mean, I'm not a Michael Bay fan. I'll but watch some big dumb shit on a weekend. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like Armageddon or even Transformers. Well, no, trans- I can't. Do I don't think I can go that far. Yeah, <laughs> there is a limit to our stupidity ah, here. Jeez, yeah, I, I was trying to think of any other. Well, Bad Boys. There you go. Bad Boys, are great. We there watched we that not too long ago. Yeah. So good. So yeah. that 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 could be fun, but no, definitely not Transformers. I remember. No. Not okay, so Mormons for some the Mormons in this area loved Transformers for some reason, really? and I've seen it so many times, and every single time. I would be watching it with a group of other Mormons. They would eventually just be like, shut up. (laughs) It was me just like trashing the movie the whole time. In the name of Moroni, close thy tongue. Would they say it like that? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Well, they pull out a flaming pumpkin. Flaming pumpkin, as the Mormons do. As the Mormons do. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. They're Green Goblin. Yeah, no, I I do. Those those summer blockbusters uh, and shit that comes out... uh, now that is summer blockbuster stuff like I, you know, some of the MCU or whatnot has that sort of yeah, Avengers feel. and shit. Yeah. I remember watching that twice in the summertime, and yeah. it being just like the perfect summertime sip. You know what? That's also a part, at least here in the southeast and stuff. I think that's part of the big appeal of like these big summer blockbusters and stuff is like going to see that shit as a matinee when it's like a hundred degrees yeah, outside. Yeah, and, and there's air keep, conditioning. They keep them so cold inside, yeah. man. Uh-huh. I think it's all just sort of like the total package of just like I'm comfortable. Dry yeah. and entertained. I actually, uh, same thing happened in LA to me a lot, yeah. where it would just be so hot that it'd be like, because like we we had an air conditioning unit, but central air is not a common thing in LA, so, so we, bizarre. We, we just had like a wall unit, yeah. and it would just be a day where I'd be like, I'm gonna get on the bus because the bus is air conditioning. I'm gonna take it to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I am gonna sit and watch a movie. I can at least be comfortable yes. for like two hours. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. That that wanting to get air conditioning and not be dying of absolute, uh, just the shower of humidity outside. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. It's brutal. Now, a lot of the ones on our list here so far have been definitely some nostalgia bait. Sure. You yeah. know, there's some member berries going on here, fond uh-huh. memories and stuff like that. And it's easy to look at the summer blockbuster scene of today and be like, I ain't making them good no more. When I was a kid, they did everything right, and then the liberals went and changed it. 
It ain't good You're no more. Damn liberals. What happened, America? What happened? Uh, turns out it's the liberals, I reckon. <laughs> Must be them liberals. <laughs> That's got to be it. But every now and then, you get a summertime smash yeah. that blows your goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. And our number three entry for your summer watching list is one of those. It's got to be motherfucking Fury Road. Fury Road. Jeezy, yeah. crazy, the fucking best, dude. Yeah. This movie, whenever it came out, we watched it in the evening and it blew our minds so much yeah. that we told a bunch of people about it and watched it again the next day at like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like saw it twice within 24 hours, probably close to within 12 hours, honestly. Wow. And even like the second time that we watched it and the opening credits started rolling, I felt... It is really one of the only times I've felt this way in a theater. Knowing what I was getting into, I felt like I was at like the lift hill of a roller coaster where it's like, here comes the thing I'm so excited about. And I know it's just going to be an adrenaline ride. Right. I don't think I've ever felt that in a movie before until yeah. then. I, uh, Emily and I also saw it twice in the theater because it was one of those things where it was just such an experience. And it was so like, I don't know, man, like because all the Mad Max movies kind of have that uh, heat and summer type of feel to yep. them. But like, just wa- like, I don't know the, the beginning of uh fury road. Just, it's so oppressive. I oh, think it's God, almost yeah. like a wave hitting you. Yeah. And then you're just like in it for the rest of the time. And uh, yeah, it, it, I was obsessed with it. It's the fucking best. Yeah. I watch it all the time. That's yeah, one of those great. like, and I mean, it's weird for a movie that's that intense and fucked up, but like, that's a comfort food movie around yes. this house. It's like, mm-hmm. if we don't know what to watch, it's going to be Dan in Real Life, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine, or Fury Road. Wow. Those are just the movies that's just like, those are always good to watch. Put it on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. Fury Road, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely fucking awesome. Now, the one that's coming in here at our number two, mm-hmm. it, it, honestly, it's just the second one that I wrote down. These aren't really in order. Yeah, they're not any in kind. any sort of order. <laughs> <laughs> is one that I think maybe means more to me than you. I don't know. But I end up watching the first Pirates of the Caribbean every summer. I end up watching uh, it. Yeah, I, I like those movies. It's just, yeah. well, well the I like is the that, first movie. Yeah, yeah. And then if those other movies are on in the background while I'm cooking or it's something, okay. it's okay. That's it, yes. dude. I, I <laughs> talked about them two or three weeks ago on the show because while we were at the beach, we watched the entire trilogy, mm-hmm. I guess, the first three movies. And yeah, two and three are just really fucking bad. Yeah. But part one is always just a great time. Yeah, and again, fun. the locales, the scenery, the adventure, the swashbuckling, yeah. the hunks and foxes. Yeah, there are all sorts of that. All sorts of that going on in that movie. The rum, all the things that you want. Actually, I do love a rum and coke during the summer. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, yeah, uh, Cuba Libre, a little Ooh, rum, yeah, coke, and fancy lime. pants over wow. here. You just adding lime to rum and coke. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> do, you do, uh, do you do a spicy rum or regular rum? I like a spicy rum. I do too. Yeah, I'm man. not a big fan of a white rum. Yeah, kind of right. Boring. With coke, is just kind of it's just kind of boring. It tastes yeah. like alcoholic coke, yep. but. You know, as fucking basic as it is or whatever, man, yeah, even just a good old Captain Morgan's and Coke still does it for sure, me. Sure, yeah. It's just a big old sugar bomb. Nowadays, it it's, it's one and done unless yeah. you want to feel like you died the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, it's so bad. But I love like a Kraken or even um, a Sailor Jerry. Like Sailor Jerry is Sailor like... Sailor Jerry's solid. I feel like it's like what you drink for spice rum after you graduate college where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a spice rum. It's also way higher proof and less sugar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I like a Sailor Jerry. I think Jerry Emily was too. on a Sailor Jerry kick for a while while yeah. we were in um, 
LA and she found another one. Can't remember the name of Black Mask was what it was called. I've heard of that, but never had it. Uh, it tasted to me like juicy fruit bubble gum, but uh, she dude, loved I it. I know the flavor you're talking about. There's some rums that have that mm-hmm. particular flavor because, like the world of the world of rum, is so wide and yeah, expansive it is. and bizarre. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Now, like if you think you don't like rum because you've had plain Bacardi or whatever, you might be a redneck. If you've had Bacardi white rum and you think, oh, that's what rum tastes like, no. That's what acetone with sugar in it tastes like. It pretty much does, man. Yeah, because you're right. There's other rums and stuff out there that taste nothing like what you'd expect, man. Some of the Jamaican ones and stuff get so funky and like weird, like rotten banana tasting almost. Uh It's really bizarre, man. But yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Check it out. Watch it. Rum. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get on to our number one pick here, which I think actually is the number one selection. We got to have a couple of honorable mentions on here. Uh, You've got one. I've got one I happen to think of. What's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is Friday. Friday? Mm -hmm. Wait, uh, Friday the 13th part what? Oh, no, no, no. Friday the movie with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Like the Rebecca Black song. Friday, Friday. Yeah, similar. But uh, much less white. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> better music. <laughs> Friday to me, dude, is that that is a Brandon Suttles movie. To me, that's, oh, really? that's a movie okay. that doesn't really have a time or place. That is just Brandon Suttles all the way. That was one of Brandon's absolute favorite movies before yeah, he passed. So to me, I always think Brandon Suttles when I think Friday. Yeah. What's your affiliation with this? Uh, for my affiliation is that... Uh, I first saw Friday the first summer where I started smoking weed and I was hanging out with my older brother. Yeah. This was between eighth grade and ninth grade. Okay. Uh, I was a baby. I'm doing, be smoking I'm weed. doing homeschool math in my head right now. Yeah. She didn't oh, give me an age. I was, I was like 13 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> you public schoolers. I think I was 13. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember just hanging out with his friends and listening to the Friday soundtrack a lot and just like throwing Friday on all the time. And then me and my cousin Buddy watching Friday a lot. And so I just associate it with that summer and uh, finding out that uh, you don't have to feel anxiety all the time. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it's always a comfort uh, thing for me. Just I get it. anytime I watch it, the, the soundtrack or whatever, it just takes me to everything's chill everything's cool even though that movie's not about everything being chill and cool it's mostly <laughs> chill and cool that's true that's yeah. true man it's a good choice right there you know for me i just happened to think of one while we were talking about all this stuff and i'm like we should actually be ashamed that this wasn't the first thing that we thought of okay because if you're talking about shit blowing up uh-huh in a hot sticky oppressive environment with a bunch of hunks and stuff like that okay why the fuck didn't we think about predator first Pray fucking thing dater. that's the summertime movie right absolutely there, dude. Yeah. Dater, dude. yeah just a bunch of uh muscled up dudes shooting guns into a jungle just mowing it down dude <laughs> come on why wouldn't it's you? amazing yeah it's I the love perfect Predator summertime so like saturday right. afternoon yeah. movie man of course uh, yeah that should have been our number one yeah it i don't know though. though because our number one is motherfucking Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Come on. Without a doubt, Sleepaway Camp is the quintessential summer movie. Uh, it's It's got the official uniform of Thick Boy Summer. Oh, yeah. Which is short shorts and a crop top. Yep, that's the look, man. I'm currently wearing short shorts. You're getting it, dude. I'm not wearing a crop top because I'm wearing a Psycho Gorman shirt. Which is awesome. Yeah, if you cropped it, you'd cut off uh, yeah, cut fucking off ha- It would just PG's say funky. Face. 
and then be half kind of, of a brain his head. head thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd still be cool. It would, uh, yeah, obviously. If but, I saw a guy walking around wearing a crop top shirt that said "hunky," I'd be like, "This guy fucks." Yeah, that guy definitely. This fucks. guy fucks for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sleepaway Camp, man. Like, go back and watch our episode. Watch. You can watch it. It's kind of boring to watch. You, yeah, you could. You look theoretically at it. just yeah. stare at it. Yeah, like, download it. Look oh, at the, the waveform the of the audio. Keeps going up. Yeah, I see. Look at that. So give it a listen with your ears. You'll yep. probably have more fun. Um, our Sleepaway Camp episode that we did. We, um, you know, early on in the podcast, we would do Camp Dead and Lovely there for the first couple of yeah, years. Yeah, fun. And we would just do Camp Slashers for the entire month of But then you June, run out of them. Yeah, yeah you kind of run out of them real fast. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, even with the Friday the 13th, the next one I would say is a Camp Slasher. But then you have Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-mm. You have uh, Jason X. Yeah, like, City Slasher, Space Slasher. Yeah, nothing. Hell even, Slasher. Uh, 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 Jason versus Freddy doesn't. Yeah. It's not revolving around a camp. Field so Party like, Slasher. Yeah, you kind of run out of I mean, we still have uh, Madman, okay, which yeah. is. Uh, yeah. And then Don't Go in the Woods, which is even more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that was fun. I'd say number one of the the slashers, though, for me, always will be Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it's really hard to be. Like, I kind of flip-flop between that and uh, The Burning. I do love The Burning and stuff, Mm -hmm. but The the Burning has so much fucking Weinstein sleaze in it that it's kind of a turn-off. It does. I kind of want to do a second episode on it because when, uh, like, the most recent time I watched it, it's all a lot of stuff that made me feel gross. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, man. But, yeah, Sleepaway Camp, 10 out of 10. Our, our episode on that too, I think, is one of our best episodes. No, it's a great episode, without yeah. a doubt. There's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of subtext going on in that mm-hmm. movie. It is not as simple as you might have made and it you know, out to be. The sequels could have been so much more. Oh yeah, Emily and I were talking about how, like, what if the the sequel had been, you know, uh, what was the the uh, her cousin's name, the boy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever his name was. Mm, Fuck, Peter. how did I forget? It's Peter. Oh no no not not Peter the her uh, her Aunt Martha's son. Oh, I thought that was Peter. No, because she's Peter. Agro kid with cowboy hat. Agro kid with cowboy hat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what if in the second one uh, he Richard? Had, it's Richard. 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 Angela. Angela. She yeah. just passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. She was awesome. Yeah. See you at the crossroads. Um. So what if Richard had come back for the sequel as like a camp counselor? Because everybody's like, "Oh, poor Richard." Do you know what? Ha- I mean, it gives you the campfire tale already. Do you know what happened to Richard the last time he was here at camp? Yeah. And you get to tell the story, yeah. And then murders start happening. Okay. We, as we talked about in the Sleepaway Camp episode, you can see Richard very clearly is the one who kills Judy. Sure. Like yeah. you couldn't see that when you saw it in the theater back then, but uh-huh. now with a high def file or whatever you can see very, very clearly clear. that's him and and it was it was it was that actor doing the the, the killing. killing yeah um so you have him start doing the killing so then you know just regular old stuff plays out they find out he's the killer then for your third one you bring angela back into it maybe she breaks him out and they go and kill and then you got all sorts of stupid sequels after that A lot like of potential there the way that they kind of screwed up the sequels of Sleepwalk. Not that they're not still fun. Yeah. It's just like, man, if they put some thought into it, because the, the Sleepaway Camp just is the best it's camp It's the fucking slasher. best, man. Yeah. It's the absolute best. I want to hear what your all's summertime watch list is like over on our Facebook page. Yeah, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely pod. I've been saying dead and lovely. Ah, they'll find it. And then I, I made, uh, we have a link tree. 
This is easy. Oh. Uh, Linkter.ee forward slash dead and lovely. I'll take you everywhere. Nice. I didn't yeah. know we had that. We do. Very handy. Yeah. Yeah, go there. Follow us on all the socials and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and let us know your summer watching essentials. You know, see, before we get into the movie review proper, I just feel like maybe as a, a celebration of the fact that we're podcast, <laughs> that we're in the same room together and stuff, I feel like maybe maybe we just crack open a second cold one. Yeah. yeah. Question mark. Uh, well, uh, Mark. Should we have it? Yeah, I think oh, that okay. we should. I've got myself here a Vian Stefaner. Vian Stefaner. Yep, that's what it says. It's from Bavaria, Germany, the world's oldest brewery since 1040. Whoa. That is real ode. Do you think this beer's from then? It's an ode beer code beer. <laughs> it's ode and code. Ode beer code. <laughs> ode beer code. Code beer ode. (laughs) (laughs) We've got ourselves one of their Hellas beers. I'm not even exactly sure what a Hellas entails, but I'll tell you what, man. This just shows you the lack of sense of humor in the German people. Why wouldn't you call this something fun like Hellas? Yeah. Or maybe you call it, I'll Mm -hmm. tie into the movie, Hellas is other people. Come on! If it was French, that's that's what it would be. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, that'd be it. Ellis other people. Yeah, it should just be a nice European lager, <laughs> which is to me the summertime sip. Yeah, a lager is man. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best. Like a nice crisp lager, a nice hose water yeah. lager. Though I I I've been way into sours and Bears. yeah I I. I think, yeah, sour will get you there during the summer. Yeah, the right kind can definitely be. I mean, I've had some sours that are just like, this would be too heavy to drink on a lawnmower. Oh, yeah. You know, but some of them are just alive. Let me top you off over here. This is a just like, it looks the same coming out of the can as it does going into the it toilet. It really does. It's just a that's, light that's piss color. golden yellow. You're dehydrated. It looks like a, a <laughs> trucker bomb. Right? <laughs> it's got that trucker bomb kind of color to it. <laughs> oh, man. They work hard. It's a hard job. They do. They they do. And you know that that trucker piss is just laden with chemicals. <laughs> like just Cheeto amphetamines. dust and amphetamines and Mountain Dew. Woo, mercy. Shout out to all our trucker fans. Yeah, exactly. Probably a lot of people Tim Forgan, just, buddy. Uh, yeah, listen to this rolling down the road, delivering our goods and services to us. What's that do to you? That's really light. It should be. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, there's a lot of flavor there, but it's like, oh man, that's fantastic. It's so crisp. It's like there's like a, like a cereal sort of. Yep. Thing totally. Going on. Yeah. It's got yeah. that that kind of like cereal grain kind of yeah. flavor mm-hmm. to it. That is light and lovely. I could absolutely have that with a meal. Yeah. Or just sit on a porch and fucking smash those. Oh yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? This is like. I, and maybe this is what Hellas means, but it, this is like the perfect keg beer. Yeah, totally. Like if somebody had a keg of this, I'd be so and I was uh, not almost forty, I would slam a ton of this. <laughs> I'll tell you too. I had this in the back of the fridge, so it's like code. Yeah, code. it's exactly the right temperature. It, it needs is very to be. much. It refreshing. Just, it really needs to be enjoyed at that temperature right there. It just makes it so refreshing. Hell yeah. That's a good That's one right awesome. there. Well, way to go, Bavaria, for making some, some <laughs> beer and free masons. Shout out to Bavaria. Yeah, you made all kinds of masons. <laughs> 
All kinds of good stuff. All right, Steve, the subject of today's episode. Tis? Friday, the 13th, verse 6, Jason Libas. Libas. From 1986. Yeah, 1986. I was only a boy. I was still fucking pooping my pants while Ooh, people were in the theater I wasn't peeing their pooping pants. my pants. I had big boy pants. Oh, look at you wearing your drawers. I could pull them up and pull them down all by myself. Show off. Mm-hmm. You're just bragging at this I point. Am. You know, Ben, I was thinking about this, and I believe this is the first Friday the 13th movie that I anticipated. How you mean? Okay. So... This um, came out in 86. Wouldn't, you know, it would take a year to get the video usually back then. So we, by 87, we had started watching horror movies and we had seen uh, Friday the 13th 4 and 5. Okay. And 5, if you remember, has a lot of boobies. A lot of boobies in that thing. Chock full. Yeah. So we were. Four has a lot too. Yeah. Four does too. So we were so excited for the new Friday the 13th movie to make it to video so we could rent it and watch it. And no boobies. No, there's none. No boobies in this movie. Were you let down? Not at all. Wow. I loved this movie as a kid. We, like, you know, you keep expecting. As a kid who's looking for boobs in a horror movie, right? You keep expecting, wow, they'll come. Yeah, but this movie is so funny, and like a lot of the humor is really much on a kid level, or you know, younger level. It it just kept us like laughing the whole time, and we didn't even realize there weren't boobs in it. Right. Wow. So, High praise. That that should be on the box. Yeah. Didn't even realize yes. there weren't boobs in it. S- some children didn't even realize. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't that old. How old was I? What, like five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we um, we were way into this movie and like... This one kind of became the gateway to horror comedies. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, because, like, this is before uh, Friday the 13th Dream Warriors had come out. So, Freddy is not Nightmare funny. On Elm Street. Or, yeah, sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street I didn't Dream say Warriors. Shit all yeah, the time. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, Freddy wasn't funny yet. Yeah. And Chucky hadn't come along. It's funny because in my memory, I always displace how far ahead yeah. the Friday movies were. Beyond everything else. Yeah. They were so, like, yeah, getting those sequels out, just churning them out yeah. from the beginning. I mean, by the time Elm Street 1 came out, I think Friday were, was already on the third or fourth installment. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and, yeah, and remember, 4, they thought it was over. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, they're approaching 13. So, if, if anything else ever gets made. But, yeah, like, the, these movies were kind of like our introduction to how a movie could be a horror movie could be both scary and funny. Cause we had seen killer clowns from outer space. We'd seen like, I think critters came out around the same time. Yeah. So we had seen those movies and gremlins of course. And so we knew horror could be funny, but this also has like brutal kills in it. Yeah. It's much more visceral yeah. than something like killer clowns for yeah. sure. So yeah. yeah, it just really made a big impression on me. See to me, I didn't watch this until I was like, you know, college years. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that we watched through the entire Friday series with, with Brandon Suttles, if I'm not mistaken, um, which means we were probably watching like one a night 
uh-huh. over the course of you know a week and a half. Which weirdly enough, I've actually still never seen Goes to Hell. I've never seen Jason really? Goes to Hell. Yeah, ever. I'm just saving wow. it for the show at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, yeah, it's a solid choice because it's not like amazing or anything. Yeah. But, huh? Okay. I don't even know why we didn't watch it because we did watch Jason X. Wow. So I don't. I don't know if it was maybe out of print or some shit like that. So, maybe, yeah. in my memory, this one and five are very much like Elm Street four and five, where they just hmm. kind of like blend together, and I get the kills that happen in each movie mixed up, and I get the the plot lines confused and stuff like that. Probably because again, I was almost a week deep into watching right. uh, Jason movies at this point. So in my head, I had no real like big soft spot for this one. Like to me. I love the first one. Two and three are just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Four, I think, is the pinnacle of the series. Four is fucking great. Right. Five we did last... Was it last year on the show? Yeah, and five is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's got like some things about it that are fun and funny. Sure. Yeah. But it's it was just so heavily pared down by the MPAA mm-hmm. that like there's really nothing brutal in that movie no. at all, but there's some memorable stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So going into this one, I was like, I honestly can't remember exactly what happens other than the fact that this is when they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Jason is a supernatural entity yes. that gets resurrected in the intro by a bolt of lightning. Uh-huh. He's like a fucking Frankenstein. He's Frankenstein. Like that. It's, you know, it's very goth. It's a gothic scene, lightning yeah. and everything. And Great then, looking cemetery. Exactly. Electricity brings him back to life. It's a Frankenstein thing. And oh, like, yeah. uh, uh, Tom McLaughlin has said that, that he was going for the, the like universal monster and gothic fiction type of feel for that opening scene. And it's solid as hell. That opening scene. Yeah. It like gets it, it, man. Uh, among other opening scenes that are often just repeating what has happened. Yeah. Like, this is just like, this is a movie. You're yeah. watching a movie now. You know what? That's true. This might be the first installment in the franchise where the first 10 minutes aren't recap of previous right. movies. I didn't even think about that until uh, I, we just talked about it. But yeah. yeah, you're right, man. Whenever they go in there in the cemetery and you got you got Tommy back, uh-huh. only it's... Uh, it's a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. This movie really could have been called Friday the 13th Part 6, Tommy Part 3. Right. Because it's like, well, different Tommy yeah. again. And they're going out yeah. there to like, yeah, dig up the Jason grave and make sure he's dead and stuff. And, of course, this is also just, like, being like, hey, we are acting like that thing that happened in the last movie where they said Jason was cremated didn't happen. Right. So, never mind. Don't worry about that. Yeah. So, this movie, it, it, Tom McLaughlin was kind of, he's director and writer, he was kind of trying to throw off a few things from past uh, installments. For sure. Including, he he envisioned that, Jason had actually died. He had actually drowned. And so uh, in part two, he is dead. And in part three, he's dead. In part four. And we've talked about so he's this. Been supernatural all along. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. I, I'm adamant that I don't think he died until four and that this is him being reanimated. Okay. And luckily, Tom McLaughlin didn't get anything into the movie that actually says outright, oh, no, he didn't actually drown. Yeah. But he wasn't actually cremated, we're told. So, like... There's some lies that are being going are are going on in the city, and I, I want to talk about the city a, a good bit later. Yeah, but like I, I think canonically, what we're supposed to believe is that like some lies were being told in the the previous movie to maybe cover up that okay what was going All right. on. All right, because in this script, it's not in the movie, but in this script, there is sort of a 
uh, post bit where Jason's dad goes to the cemetery. Yeah, he's like the the fucking caretaker of the graveyard or some right. shit, right? So there there was some idea of like you know trying to explain some of those inconsistencies, but then that just like uh, I think Frank Mancuso Jr. made the right decision here, but he was like no, because it it kind of fucks up your sequel. Yeah. Like you, then you have to follow that. If you right. don't follow it, it'll be like, well, wait, what the fuck? Like you ended on Jason's dad. Now we need to know more about Jason's dad. So like he wanted to leave the sequel open, but I I think like you're right. Like the the inconsistencies with the last one just kind of make this one like, wait, what's going on? And. And this made less money than the the previous one. Yeah, people were so burnt by fake Jason. They were like, fuck this. I'm not seeing another one. Yeah, and that's... I mean, the theory is that, like, the the Jason movies, the Friday 13th movies make more money after a good installment, even if the movie that is getting all the viewers actually sucks. So, like, the fifth movie, which isn't great, made way more money than this movie, which I think is... For me, either one or two. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell. We'll figure it out yeah. as we talk. And I will say, kind of based on everything you were just saying, there is sort of a weird level of do we explain it or not in this movie? Right. That is just kind of like a weird ground for me because, I mean, honestly, during the start of this, you get this whole awesome scene with the graveyard and stuff. They dig up like mm-hmm. the the wormy Jason uh-huh. who's covered in mealworms. I don't think mealworms are just out running around graveyards in the dirt and stuff usually, but they do look great on screen. They do. They writhe around and look gross. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's grody. And uh, yeah, they bring him back with the bolt of lightning and stuff. And it's like, I don't whatever. He's back because he's back. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. It's fine. Yeah. Just go with it. You know, it's back because otherwise we wouldn't have a movie. Exactly. So just go with it. <laughs> yeah. So there's some stuff in here that's like not really explained all that much, and that's fine. Yeah. And then every now and then they also feel the need to sort of explain things, like when Tommy gets the occult books, and he's like, I'll find the answer of how to kill Jason in these occult books that I found in a car. Yeah. Right. It's like, you didn't really need to do that, though. No. Because honestly, the solution he comes up with is, I don't know, tie him down to a rock and put him <laughs> in the water. Like, that's just, just like kind of like, common sense. Like the occult <laughs> book said yeah. that. Tie the zombie man to a rock and put him in the water. It's like, eh. Like, there, there's mm. exposition and explaining a way of stuff that, like, doesn't yeah. really need to happen. Because ultimately, at the end of the day... I know that we horror people love to just glorify and idolize the the Friday the 13th movies. It's one of the sure. original franchises. Yeah. It's like what the big four is to heavy metal. Yeah. You know, Friday and Nightmare and all those movies are to, to horror. And it's like ultimately it's about a movie series where a little boy drowned in some water and then the next movie he's a full-grown monster man. Right. It's like, come on. And they never <laughs> even tried to explain why. No, happened and Tom Savini thought that was so ridiculous yeah. he didn't come back for that second movie. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, who cares? Like, yeah. I really don't care. It yeah. doesn't matter to me It's at about all. a monster man. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like that resurrection scene and stuff is like pretty cool he fucking mortal combats that other dude yeah. uh, fucking what's his name from welcome back Horshack. Cotter. Yeah. Uh, yeah ron palillo dude welcome yeah. back <laughs> Do you, have you ever like paid attention to the lyrics of that song no it's basically mocking him for moving away and trying to have a different life you sold out <laughs> city boy yeah Aww. it's really shitty huh but yeah his buddy rorschach and stuff just gets fucking 
Is it Kano that would rip the heart out? Does it get yeah, Kano? Yeah, Kano. Yeah, he gets Kano'd. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And then the movie lets you know exactly what you're getting in for with this fucking James Bond-ass <laughs> intro. What? Yeah, it's awesome. And I, you know what? It's so stupid, and at the same time, I love it. Because by uh, yeah. this time, dude, you're in the sixth installment of this franchise. Yes. Fuck it. And it's a, it's obviously a joke, because like, you know, the thing about Bond is no matter what happens... No matter like, no matter what it looks like, he's he's always gonna come back. Yeah. Uh, even if you heard the actors leaving, he's always gonna come back. Sure, it's a guy Maybe in a mask. he looks different. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. yeah, this is very much like the Bond idea of just like he's always gonna come back. That's you, true. In a way, in a way, Jason is kind of like Bond in that regard, mm-hmm. where it's just like it's some actor in a mask. He's gonna be replaced a million times yep. throughout this franchise, just like James Bond is. Yep. So, yeah, kind of makes sense yeah. in that regard because we do have not just one new Jason in this, but a couple new Jasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got two guys playing him, but one only for the paintball scene. Yeah. Who uh, apparently, uh, Don, Dan Bradley, was let go because they said he looked thick on screen. Yeah, they said he looked kind of chonky. I didn't see it. I mean. But then again, dude, this this is also an era thing that you got to remember, too. Yeah, like, it's the when, 80s. Whenever you go back and watch any 80s show or movie and it's like, the fat kid. Yeah, it's He's like, not really that, that fat, kid though. Is not fat. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. So I guess there was just that, like, really weird body standard where it's yeah. like, uh, okay, so you're not, like, fucking shredded. I guess you're fat, then? Well, and this comes directly from Paramount. This wasn't a, a choice by Frank Mancuso Jr. or anything. So Stop body-shaming Jason! <laughs> yeah, for real, Leave Jason Paramount. alone! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so they, they, they got uh, C.J. Graham, who I think does a great job. I mean, he's not as... Uh, menacing as the others but that's not the tone tone. of this movie that's the thing man it's like to me i know every like jason fanboy has the heart on for kane hotter and stuff right i really love drill sergeant guy that was in the fourth one that guy moved with such purpose he did he did a great job i thought that guy was fucking Uh a killing machine man because he's probably killed a lot of people in real life (laughs) you know so he kind of knew what he was doing yeah but uh, I've never really met a Jason that I don't like. Like, I think they're all fine. It's all mm-hmm. a bunch of guys in masks that don't talk and yeah. just physically act. And, and you're right. It's like... Well, a bunch of guys and that one time when it's just his feet, it was a woman. Oh, that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Very good point. But, you know, it's like they don't emote. They don't talk. It's just physical acting and being menacing and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think that Drill Sergeant Jason or Kane Hodder Jason... Who is also kind of a thick dude, by the way. He is. It's a we- yeah. That's what I thought. Like cause double Kane standards. Hot- it is because Kane Hodder is a very He's thick big guy. Yeah, man. real big guy. The yeah. neck on that guy. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Uh, but yeah, I think that it wouldn't have suited the tone in this movie because Jason yeah. in this one is even seemingly kind of like self-aware, and we get a few weird moments in this movie where you're just <laughs> kind of like alone with Jason watching the aftermath of his devastation. Like yeah. that scene where after he's killed the paintballers and stuff, he picks up that severed arm that's still holding the machete. Yeah. And he kind of looks at it like, Jesus Christ, did I do that? <laughs> it's, it's kind of adorable and endearing. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's sort of the beginning for me. I remember of being like, Oh, I like the killer guy. Like as a kid, I, I didn't, I, I mean, I know it's the concept of a lot of the slashers is that the audience is kind of the killer. Like, yeah. we're shown from his POV, but I never felt like that 
in this one we don't get a ton of his pov we see him on camera just kind of being a little goofy at yeah, times a little goofy and they, yeah it, it made him endearing it made me like him in the way that you know robert england makes you like him in in the the you know three and beyond in nightmare on elm street sure and i think that's what they were going for like oh wait you can make the guy likable okay all right uh, then because yeah. this movie didn't make you know much money and in fact was their first uh friday the 13th that didn't make over 20 million jesus but it's still made like 16 million over budget good <laughs> like, lord dude when you look in back, 80s money yes yeah, so that's a look, lot of cocaine when you look back and you think like they saw 19.4 million and they were like fuck this blew franchise it. is over blew it shouldn't dude. keep going that way that's like now stories. we need telekinesis girl yeah oh my god dude <laughs> that's a wild movie yeah, it, it really reminds me of stories like in um I was just reading that that hair metal history book, Nothing But a Good Time. And they were talking about like at the end of the hair metal era, like, mm-hmm. oh man, the new Poison album came out and it only sold a hundred thousand copies the first weekend. <laughs> they got dropped off their label. Obviously. <laughs> like, Holy shit. If anything sold a hundred thousand now. That would be insane. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. It's like, yeah, this <laughs> still made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Absolutely it's just, nuts. Yeah, their perspective and stuff on it. But yeah, I, I think that this one like this one set a good tone, but this is interesting, Ben. And I did the math on this. Okay. All right. Crunch the numbers, huh? 1986 had an interesting horror tone in general. Hmm. So 57 horror movies came out okay. in 1986. It's a lot. 14 of those were horror comedies. Now, if you do the numbers on that, what's the percentage? That's 24.5%, Ben. Round that up. That's a quarter of the movies. A quarter of all and, horror movies were silly. Yeah, and I'm not even including uh, Maximum Overdrive, which I, mean, I say is arguably a horror comedy. It's definitely cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely cocaine, undisputedly. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I think that, like, there was just this feel, because horror had been doing so well in the early 80s and stuff there was just this feel of like we got to change things up we got to shake it up you know make it a little bit funnier i mean i I even looked in 1985 and yeah you can see like this progression of like more horror comedies and you know we did uh return to horror high which was 87 like early 87 crazy movie yeah just this like meta move and all the horror that gets like or all the the comedy that gets uh dragged into horror this to me is a pure meta comedy horror movie it has to be dude and uh, again like the horror elements of this throw off a lot of real loyalists to the friday series because like oh it's not scary it's just a bunch of silly stuff but it had to at this point, man. It's like, yeah. it can't keep being scary when you know exactly no. what's going to happen. Like, You're on the sixth, the sixth installment. Like, yeah. what other series can you think of in 86 that was on its sixth installment? Yeah. I, I was just about can't to even say, imagine. Like, I think we have like 100 Saw movies now, and they're still not fun. Right. And guess <laughs> what? They're not fun. I really wouldn't. That would be fun if the next, because, you know, we, just goofy. We're, we're going to get another one from the book of Saw. Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, I don't Why is it not from the book of Jigsaw? It would make a little bit more sense. Anyway, so, yeah, we get another one. It, it, what if Chris Rock really just made it a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I'm okay with that. I'm I would finally that. be happy with a Saw movie. 
Yeah, so with this, like, again, it had to go kind of funny, and it went oddly meta in a lot of points. Yeah. You have a lot of, like, breaking the third wall in this movie. Breaking the fourth wall, yeah. That's Looking what I said. Looking straight down the barrel of the camera. And, uh, <laughs> Talking to him. I mean, and say, saying specifically something to the audience about, you know, a lot of people have a peculiar yeah. sense of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also having having um, one of the yuppies, the, the yuppie uh, head counselor people that get killed early, the American Express scene. Yeah, yeah. Having her say, I've seen enough horror movies to know not to mess with a guy in a mask. Like, that meta element of, like, talking about horror movies and talking to the audience was a huge inspiration, it turns out, on Kevin Williamson when he was writing Scream. You don't say. Yeah. he. In fact, whenever they were making Scream... Uh, Tom McLaughlin was offered to direct. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was such an inspiration that... Uh, like, this guy gets it. Yeah, he gets it. He gets what I want hmm. out, uh, you know, out of this script, which makes me think the original idea for Scream was a bit more wacky. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I think this is like a, a real good early example of what we would then see a ton throughout the 90s post-scream. Yeah, I think so. And doing this kind of meta-narrative was definitely kind of cutting edge in this time mm -hmm. period, I think, and probably flew over a lot of people's heads, as well as another thing that runs through this movie that I think was also definitely pretty cutting edge at the time, which is how pro-woman anti-misogyny a lot yes. of this movie is. Like, that's, I love it. Dude, that's one thing that like I don't think I ever really caught before. I watched this probably... Two or three other times, but you know, when you're doing it for the podcast and you're making notes and you're watching close, mm -hmm. you start noticing things where you're yeah. just like, man, the women in this are like badass. Yeah. And a lot of the men in this movie are kind of like whining bitches. There's parts that are very obvious, like the paintball scene where you've got, I guess it's like a team building exercise right. they're doing out there. And this woman executive is just totally like pwning all the guys yes. and emasculating him and stuff. And you got the one dude who's just like <laughs> super pissed with his machete. Yeah, like, that women a, should be in the kitchen. A woman shouldn't even be involved, though she beat him. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he's he's real pissed off. And turns out Jason hates misogyny. I guess he must. So he just rips dude's arm off while shoving his face into a tree dick. <laughs> which I, I think was like an overt decision of like just like suck a dick like that shut silly the like fuck fucking up. smiley face yeah. thing that he smashes his face into and it's covered in blood yeah it's like funny and stupid and gory at the same time mm -hmm. and it's just like okay this is exactly what kind of movie i'm yes, watching right it's, here. it's a great time yeah the the, the pro-woman anti-misogyny kind of thing runs all over this movie and it's even down to like you're talking earlier about the lack of nudity in this movie mm -hmm. there is that sex scene with the two kids in the rv yeah the woman is on top yeah she's absolutely running the show uh -huh. like you have to you have to fucking last at least this entire song yeah. there's only 10 minutes left mm -hmm. she's in charge she's wearing a shirt the guy laying down under her has his shirt pulled up so we can see his nipples yeah like this is so clearly a narrative on what you typically expect to see in these slasher movies yes and and they're reversing all the roles like yes Tommy, in a lot of ways, is the final girl role in this. I know, right? Like, yeah. even, um, what's her name, Megan? Megan. She, yeah. like, insists on driving. She drives yes. the badass muscle car. Uh -huh. 
And then even whenever like they're trying to hide him, she like forces his head into her crotch. Yeah. Behind the wheel of a car. Yes. Like, this is total role reversal it's, of what you usually see in slashers. Yeah, especially yeah, this is like eighties role reversal. It's not like we're saying this is like twenty Can you believe this? <laughs> like twenty twenty one, that's a super pro woman. But in the eighties, this is super pro woman. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, we see sissy reading porn. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's another thing in this man. Yeah, the girls are like totally into sex and instigating yeah. sex and it's stuff. It's not this like whole a movie. ton of other camp slashers where it, I mean, we you know like you're always like virginal go- girls and horny boys. To, yeah, we talked yeah. about like uh, the burning a little bit before we we recorded this. Like the burning is one of those where all of the women are constantly like, oh, no, I don't want to have sex. Yeah. And then, like, you know, flirting and stuff. And the guys are like, ah, we're going to have sex. Ah. Like, <laughs> super aggressive. Same with, like, sleepaway camp and stuff like that. Yeah. But in this one, yeah, the, the roles are kind of reversed. And you don't get, um, because you're reversing the roles and then making it women, you, you're not getting also the disgusting bit. Like, yeah. the women aren't, like, treating men like objects and stuff. But they are acting in the more aggressive, like, top role, basically. Yeah, definitely, man. And again, I never watched that, or I never noticed that when I watched this movie until now. And Mm -hmm. it's just clear as day to me through the whole movie. And a lot of the men in this, whether it's, yeah, Tommy and them or the counselors or whatever, are just generally kind of dumbasses yep. the whole time. Dude, Inept like, entirely. After yeah. that, that RV uh, sex scene we were talking about earlier, the chicks back there are getting, you know, murdered by Jason. Uh-huh. And he's just... And driver dude is up there like, I'm having yeah. a good time. Yeah. This is great. I'm having fun. <laughs> great. This is fun. John Travolta's nephew, just so you know. Dude, you didn't mention that to me until just like a minute ago. Yeah. And now it's all that I can see. Yeah. I'm like, he totally looks like a tr- little Travolta mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And he's doing that like... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle voice. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just like that, I guess, generic SoCal accent yeah. of the time. It's that Cowabunga voice, even though he's in New Jersey, I guess. What are you doing back there, taking it dumb? <laughs> That's a really funny line. Oh, my God. It's so stupid, man. And then, of course, there's also the cops in this that are just all <laughs> male murder machines. Yeah, absolutely murder machines. It's like... They're doing, like, RoboCop and, like, Terminator and and all that. But, like, Jason is, like, instantly A-cab. Just like, oh, no, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll crush your skull. I'll bend you in half. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what? Fold your ass. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like Jason in this doesn't really give much of a fuck and just kills anybody. It's not about who has sex or does drugs. It is just everybody. Yeah, and that includes these cops who are buying their own additional accessories to their weapons. Like that guy has that laser sight <laughs> that he ordered. That's a very, very 80s thing. Laser like, sights, dude. Laser sights are that was so popular. Thing, and and yeah, it's like, they're, they're not like, they haven't become the future. So it was like this 80s, like, can you imagine lasers on guns in the future? <laughs> it's like, most people who own guns don't have a laser sight. Yeah. But it works on film. It works really good. I mean, we were talking about it before we started recording that, like, you know, in The Predator. Yeah. Like that, those three dots on the side, it's like, it's almost like seeing the killer. Yeah. When though yeah. you see that, you're like, oh, fuck, what? Sure. So, like, the that laser sight becomes a, it, it also works as a way of saying, like, I'm pointing a gun at somebody, but without having to actually point a gun. Because even a prop gun 
It's not exciting to point a gun at somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, it also lets you as the viewer know that this person is in danger and they don't know it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's what's really effective about, I think, having a laser sight of any kind in a movie. It lets you know, like, shit, this person's in trouble. Right. I can see it and they can't. Or it can also tip them off to, oh, I see that laser on the wall. There's yeah. someone after. There's yeah. an unseen killer about yeah. to get me. I'm going to born them. The cops in this, dude, I swear, it's just like anybody comes in the door and they draw a gun. At one point, the fucking sergeant guy draws a gun on his own daughter. Yep. It is just like, they are, like, and the the way that the, the, what is his name? Fuck. David Kagan. The the sheriff. He, um, the way that he talks, he's so, like, Elliot Ness. He's like, yeah. Hit, hit the noise in the cherries, he says, oh, at yeah, one point. Yeah. And it's that like nobody would cop. talk like that. But then, like, we kind of know cops do kind of try to say badass shit to yeah. each other. They're just playing so pretend. Yeah, Be so fun. It, it actually works, but it's also just like, oh, that's pathetic. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah, they're constantly pulling out their guns, and they're kind of inept. They don't really know what they're doing. It, it I mean, yeah, it's, it's showing us uh, just an army of people for Jason to kill. And we're kind of like, okay with it. Cause they're so super aggressive and stuff. Yeah, I think so, man. What do you think about the kills in this flick? Because that's one of the big critiques that we had about part five. Is right. Like, part five. You don't see a lot. You don't see a lot, yeah. man. And you can find unedited footage of some of yeah, those and kills. Cool. And they were fucking awesome. Yeah. It went really through the same thing that part five of uh nightmare on Elm street went through where they're yes. just like absolutely hacked down by the MPAA. Yeah. Which kind of, killed the entire vibe because the kills were the 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 hit of the movie yeah and it's weird to me too man because like even though like you know part five of this franchise got an r rating it's pretty tame it is it's really pretty tame i think they were just mad about things they have gotten by in the past i know maybe like it was a ultra like but then it's just weird because now it's like you compare it to like the evil dead remake got an r rating right and it is hellaciously brutal yes. holy fuck yeah and you're like damn it why weren't they following those rules back then so we could have seen all those unedited kills yeah because they were cool yeah they were cool now this one isn't super gory and again some things had to get edited down like the triple decapitation yeah, stuff they, yeah there was a much more uh graphic shot of it that yeah. actually showed all the heads like awesome dink 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 you can see that up. in yeah. crystal lake memories yeah if you check out the crystal lake memory section on this it shows you that and all the other cut stuff from this so it, good man yeah so so good yeah they 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 also wanted to cut the folding in half bit but they they convinced them to let them keep that but the studio when they first saw it thought not enough gore so oh. that's why we see that one couple where the guy, like, I guess it just proposed to the lady and they're drinking Prosecco, yeah, I think. Yeah, and the woman is totally forcing herself on him. He's like, I don't know. I have a headache. I'm not really yeah. in the mood. <laughs> that, again, great scene. Yeah. But, like, uh, that was actually shot in uh, Griffith Park in, in, like, Hollywood or in L.A. Oh, really? Because they needed some more gore. It does feel completely Yeah, it's like, where did pointless. this come from? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just one of those like movie fattener things. Like we need it to be a little longer. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, they they had the length. They just like basically they had lost the triple decapitation and like you know some other small things, and they needed another kill. They felt to you know make it a Friday Thirteenth movie. But I think like the kills in this movie, 
so fucking solid. There's some cool ones here. Yeah. There's some silly ones, like the tree and the smiley face thing that we were talking about. There's mm-hmm. the the scene where he presses her face through the RV to get the <laughs> face print, which That's I think awesome. is kind of cool, That's honestly. That's really awesome, yeah. Like, even the sound effect and stuff of that metal kind of yeah, pushing out like makes crunching, it yeah. really effective. Like I know that that's a very Looney Tunes yeah, it's kind silly of effect, hell. but it still has kind of a brutality to it. Yeah, there's some silly ones in there, but there's a couple in there that are pretty pretty brutal. That triple decapitation is pretty fun. There's some like... Uh, WWF crush style head crushings yes. going on in here. That was also an extended scene where the brain would actually have popped out. Oh man. Yeah, that would have been cool. I do like the aftermath though. Whenever the person finds the head crush guy and he's got like blood and it looks like even like snot coming out of uh-huh. his nose and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It is for sure. Uh, we also get, he just rips off sissy's head. Yeah. That is clean off. Just rips it off. Just, Turns it backwards and takes it off. That is brutal as hell. What, though, happened to Paula, What happened to Paula? What happened? He, the entire cabin is filled with blood and there is no body. No, there's nothing left. It's like she exploded. And it shows him, like, throw her through the window and then pull her back in. Which looks great. Yeah. And then it cuts to that deputy crushing a bug. Yeah. And then later we see it is just a cabin full of blood. Just gore. So we're to believe he just crushed Paula? Brutality. <laughs> exactly. I think that's she exactly didn't what do it was. anything. No. It's not like, like this movie doesn't do the thing where it sets up, oh, you're supposed to hate this person. Yeah. And that's why they die. It's just like, oh, these are just people that are near Jason, and he fucking folds them in half. Like, <laughs> I love that folding death, too. It really, yeah, it's brutal as hell. That's definitely a good one, man. Honestly, one of my favorite kills in this movie, although, uh, of course, because it's a, a Jason movie, it's not even a kill, is his eventual, you know, quote, death scene right. at the end of the movie. Dude, whenever there's that big struggle with him and Tommy on the boat, and then Megan has to come in and save the day mm-hmm. and turn on that prop motor... And Dude. that fucking motor starts just spinning and cutting his Dude. neck and stuff. It's brutal. This isn't my favorite movie, but like that shit's awesome. It's very You're cool. You're seeing all like the, the blood and the meat chunks and yeah. stuff float up. And the underwater shots are great. They're so cool. Seeing uh-huh. him with that like chain around his neck floating yeah. in the water is like honestly like, iconic to me. And that's like that is that is a man chained underwater. Like, yeah. they had people nearby to, like, you know, throw some oxygen in him if he needed it. But he was really just... He was just a man chained underwater. Those shots are great. That's just, like, really great, like, visceral scenes because, you know, fear of drowning, etc. Like, all that. He's just grabbing them by the foot. Yeah. Gosh, that is... As a kid, I remember, like, anything that touched me. Like, oh, fuck, I'm going underwater. <laughs> like, just, oh, no, shit. Here it goes. Yeah, that's definitely a good one to me. That's that's about, I don't know. I think the uh, the like sliding down the machete down his face oh, in part four. In part four, that's, that's my favorite that's one. So rad, yeah. But seriously, this one's pretty close in terms of the yeah. way that they try to kill Jason. Mm-hmm. This is pretty damn close to me. Yeah, it it made me uh, deathly afraid of uh, propellers on boats. I get it, man. Fuck that yeah. shit. My grandfather had a bass boat. And I would steer so clear of the propeller. Like, what? If, what if it accidentally comes on? Yeah, exactly. And then I get Jasoned. Yep. Don't want that. Strange things. Yeah, I can't wait for you to watch fucking Class Action Park. 
Okay. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. I'm serious. Absolutely nuts. Awesome. But yeah, I love that kill and stuff. I love all the scenery at the end. I can't really remember, though, in part seven, what brings him back. Um. Okay, so the the girl with the telekinesis accidentally kills her father on the dock. Yeah. And by doing that, it releases him from his chain. Okay. Skip forward. By the way, this movie happens in 1990, July of 1990. That uh, then occurs in October of 1990. And then it skips forward to, I believe, the year 2000. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) For a movie that comes out in 1987. Huh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. No cell phones at any point, though. Yeah. They did not envision much of a world in the future, but... (laughs) this does show something very interesting for me and that is that uh the area around crystal lake that used to just be um like a general store with a bunch of sort of backwoods people it's got a death curse yeah (laughs) it's now grown up into the community of forest glen where the the sheriff's office is this like large brick building that looks like an actual official sort of administration building. And yeah. Like there are things in the area around and there are yuppies that have moved out to suburbs nearby who are, you know, hanging out just in the forest and drinking Prosecco or having a corporate outing where they're shooting paintballs at each other. Eating like, their avocado toast and drinking their hazy IPAs. Yeah, this is just a, a normal old horror trope from the 80s of uh, this expansion into the suburbs that occurred yep. throughout the 80s. And See poltergeist. Yeah, this uh, idea of people being like separate but in a, the, a false sort of community yeah. where all the houses kind of look the same and Everybody's got like, you know, a couple of feet on either side. It, it it's showing us this encroachment on Jason's land, and that seems to be kind of the catalyst for just kill everything. So you're saying he's almost like a like a feral animal whose territory is being encroached yeah. on by expansion. He's yeah. like, fuck you all, fucking kill you if you There's get in my turf. There's even maybe a little anti littering message, and oh. maybe a Smokey Smokey the Bear comparison that we get. <laughs> And that is, that is that uh, you know the the groundskeeper who talked straight down the barrel of the camera earlier. He's uh, walking home drunk, uh, runs out of whiskey or whatever he was drinking. And then hooch. hooch. He was drinking down was some hooch. hooch, and then he tosses the bottle away. But after saying, uh, "Someday you're gonna kill me," yeah. directly to the bottle, <laughs> and uh, Jason catches the bottle. Now I take this as Jason being pissed that he was littering. Okay, yeah. And I so live Jason's here, motherfucker. Like, I'm going to stab you. Like, otherwise, maybe he would have just killed him for another reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's an anti-littering kind of guy. He's trying <laughs> he to keep America clean. And then Nikki, later, when Court and Nikki are, are uh, slamming in the, the RV, she uh, she posits that Smokey the Bear may have unplugged the trailer. Now, Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy, he doesn't like... Uh, deforestation, uh-uh, etc. No, I'm. I'm just saying, this is environmentalist Jason Voorhees. Damn, you might be right. Yep. Anti gentrification, so. anti American Express. <laughs> he hates American Express. Oh, he, P.S. That RV flip. 
Awesome. Fucking awesome. So cool. And he just kind of like, you know, stanches through oh, there and stands dude, up out of there. That's so right. Like oh, bringing action into, into horror, I think is just brilliant. I mean, like we'd seen it before in some 70s stuff, obviously. But like the way that he brings in just into this camp slasher that is silly this this great action moment that yeah. is like then super epic and it's like yeah he is rad <laughs> that's right <laughs> i'm surfing on an rv yeah so yeah no just a really cool moment another thing that this brings into the franchise is actual campers children's yeah <laughs> they've never done that before no it's yeah, always Friday been like 13. we're getting ready for the uh-huh. camp nobody's here yet but the yeah. movie's starting so this is where we are or we're you know a halfway house for uh, kids that yeah. are 16 and don't have places to go <laughs> 16 yeah. or 35 or 35 yeah yeah this yeah. has actual children in there it does and they play you know a good role in adding to the comedy you know they they're good, man. They there's are. those two kids in there. There's yeah, there's two guys that are kind of like Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, just commenting on what's going on, very deadpan. It's, they got some funny shit to they say, do. dude. They and they're do. again, it's bringing that meta element in where they're like, "Oh, we're dead meat." Yeah. Yes. It's like yeah, they they see it like they they're well versed enough to know like this is a horror movie that we're in, and we're obviously gonna die. I what would that. you what would you yeah. have done? What was it? What did you want to be when you there grew you up? I what love that fucking line. What did you want to be when you grow up? It's so like darkly comedic. Yeah, it's really funny. And then you got the praying girl, yeah, who keeps kind of seeing Jason and uh having the interactions with him and basically uh they set up the rule that Jason doesn't kill kids. And we've never seen him kill a kid and I you know after he hasn't. So I just assume that somebody's going to make a remake and have him kill a kid. All right. I think that praying kid should have been in the movie with the last Tommy, though. Yeah, that would have been more sense since um, the guy who played Tommy before didn't come back because he was a born-again Christian. Found the Lord. Had found the Lord, didn't think it was right or appropriate. Though he almost did come back because uh, 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 Tom McLaughlin had included like the the praying girl and in fact, there was a scene at the end where Tommy, like, you know, had just been uh, drowning and they, she, uh, Megan pulls him up onto the shore. Yeah. And that same little girl was supposed to, like, say a prayer. And then whenever he, like, comes back to life, she, like, was supposed to say, like, thank you. Mm. And so a little bit more religion there. And that, that almost kind of enticed him back. But the studio wasn't going to have that in there because <laughs> that is too saccharine and silly religious for Friday the 13th movie at mm. the end. Like the prayer bit where she's like praying to not die, basically. Yeah, that's That different. makes sense. Yeah. But then adding in more religion at the end, yeah. like basically Jesus saved him. Like, eh, not no, so much, not man. interested. What do you think about that kid reading some damn philosophy in his bunk there? <laughs> What's going on with that? Yeah, the kid is reading Sartre, who, uh, No Exit. Uh, basically, the uh, one of the main concepts that comes out of No Exit is uh, hell is other people. Yeah. Uh, basically, setting up that that kid hates being at this summer camp. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a real subtle joke. Yeah. But, like, I like that. I like that, uh, like, every scene has something thrown in there, like, as you said sissy is reading porn like just reading a porn mag 
And also, she's reading it. She's not yeah. like <laughs> pull, pulling out a centerfold to indicate she's looking at porn. She's reading it, but it articles. is very much a porn mag. Yeah, she reads it for the articles. Though. Yeah, you know. I, I, there's just so many little subtle jokes in there that I think keep the the fun tone going. But it makes sense that these kids wouldn't want to be at that summer camp because apparently in this universe, everybody knows the Jason myth and knows that he's this yeah. unstoppable rampaging killing machine <laughs> that's just kind of like a fact of life in this yeah. area. Like, oh, I got Jason. School cops and stuff. They're like, I don't know. I think Tommy did it. Probably not that unstoppable killing machine that haunted this area for like <laughs> years. I think I think maybe they had seen his body go on the ground. I'll give them that. Like maybe they knew specifically there was a body in there and it was that Jason Voorhees. I maybe. But maybe. yeah, honestly like it does make sense that everybody's heard of it. It actually makes less sense in the past ones where everybody's like, "Oh, you hadn't heard about this slaughtering maniac?" Like this one's just like Obviously, they would have heard of the slaughtering maniac yeah. as he's slaughtered so many and done his maniacking. <laughs> yes, full of maniacism. Yeah, it is just kind of a weird world to think about, though, where you're just like, there's all these people that live in this world where this bizarre supernatural phenomenon happened. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know, send the kids back. It's not called Camp Blood anymore. It's something different. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Now it's uh, yeah, Camp. Green something. Yeah. Which again, kinda, forest green. That's it. Yep. Kind of goes into that gentrification. Yes. Yuppie sort of thing. Where it's like, I don't know. Put a different name on it. Well, fine. yeah. And you're also just sort of like, but you know, the spread of the suburbs and this lack of like history to the land where like it, that's part of the poltergeist, right? It's, it's on this Indian burial ground. Yeah. There's that bit in this too, yeah. where is the name court or whatever is telling the kids yeah. about native Americans yes. and just butchering it and being a moron. Absolutely. So yeah, I think they took some inspiration from poltergeist, but like, yeah, this like suburban lack of, uh, knowledge of the, the history of the land that you're on, like that they would like, some people would know the legend, but it's almost like a joke to them. Right. And it like, you know, it's just like, yeah, I, I heard this from some old crazy man uh, at the mall here in Forest Green. Like, mm. but yeah, it it is. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. The, because you, as you're, you said, like they talk about the legend of Jason and it's like known really well, but it's also like detached. Like it's almost like yeah. completely whitewashed in the area. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. man. I want our listeners at home to know there's a break in recording so Steve could take a almost comically long Austin Powers style yeah. I've been frozen for 50 years yeah. piss. That was incredible. It it like stopped and started several times. <laughs> it was like there was air in the line. <laughs> air in the line. <laughs> was, Were you like squeezing your belly like, oh, get it out of there. Yes. I, I, it was when I was leaned up against the wall. Oh, you get the like, lean yeah. on, dude. I'll tell you what. I knew it was bad when I seen you doing the hunch walk. Yeah. The I hunchback to, piss to, walk, dude. I hunch out of here because it was coming. It was coming. Oh, Lord, it's coming. <laughs> what sweet children the peas of the night make. What do you think <laughs> about the soundtrack of this movie? Speaking about sweet sounds, I think there's yeah. there's good things and yeah. there's things that are not good. Okay, I think it's I think it's the best Friday Thirteenth score. It might be no yeah. silly disco in this one. No silly disco. That's true. It it it's it's got the most character and it fits the tone of the movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And one thing that again I don't know how I never noticed before. 
is that there's so many times that Manfredini used that exact same theme from The Shining, and I, um, it's killing me right now. I can't remember who wrote it. That... Is it it's like a Bach or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like a super hopped-up, like up-tempo version of it, but it's the exact melody and stuff. Yeah. In addition to our traditional Kiki Mama mm-hmm. uh, themes from Jason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the musical parts in this are really, really good. All the score stuff, mm-hmm. I think, is fantastic. And then there's Alice Cooper, who oh, I yeah. think is not fantastic. Yeah, I okay. But I would say that, you know, Alice Cooper on this, you know, and th- this is the year that uh, Trick or Treat came out with Gene Simmons. Like, oh, yeah. This is that sort of lead up to the MTV um, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, part four. Right. Like it's a, that sort of marriage of rock and uh, and horror. MTV horror. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I like it. I but I don't. Yeah, the songs are not good. <laughs> I like that it happened basically, but it, eh. I think that Alice Cooper may have more Frankenstein related songs than <laughs> almost anybody, which is it's impressive. True. Yeah. I mean, did that guy who made the Monster Mash do any other Frankenstein? Because I mean, I Monster so. Mash talks about. Frankenstein, so yeah, man. Bobby Boris Pickett, shout out. There you go, shout out. Uh Long time listener. (laughs) He's still alive. Yeah. Is he really? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Wait, maybe. Who knows? He's Jason. Jason is Bobby Boris Pickett. (laughs) He did the match. (laughs) He was a monster match. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, soundtrack stuff in this one is good. I, I, again, I, I hate Alice Cooper, but almost in a way, like, how stupid those songs are kind of works for the movie in a it way. It does, yeah. It's just like it's silly. no Dream Warriors, dude. Yeah, it's, it's no not Into the dream. Fire. No way. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's but yeah, it's it's very much on the tone that you would expect for this movie. Yeah, mm. I think so, man. Yeah, like there's a lot of parts about this that I know that some people really really hate. I know that for a lot of Thirteenth uh, fans, this is like one of their least favorites in the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than a couple of them, honestly. Like, I, th- I think three kind of blows. I think this is number one or number two. Wow. So, like, yeah. that's the thing about this one, man. Mm-hmm. It's either people love it or they hate it or they think yeah. it's okay. And maybe it's all nostalgia for me. Maybe. maybe I don't know. And maybe it's that creep into meta horror. And I, I'm a huge fan of meta horror, or at least I was. I, I, I don't know how much it needs to happen anymore, but I guess it's still. It still has value, but yeah. in the '90s, that 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 was interesting and fun. Yeah, for sure, man. And also, too, like I know a lot of people crack on this and for trying to inject humor into the series, but like, there's been humor in the series a long time. Yeah. At this point. Oh, Five absolutely. has so much dumb shit. Yes. Ooh, baby. Ooh, Ooh baby. baby. Oh, these goddamn enchiladas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, and part four also. I mean, they got Crispin Glover doing that dance, dance and, and shit. stuff, yeah. man. And even like the the third one has all kinds of stupid shit. Yeah, in it. like that's part of Camp Slashers. It seems to me is that you need some element of yeah, humor. human element. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. And yeah, I think honestly the first one is probably about the only one that doesn't have something. Oh yeah, now that one's kind of goofy happening. Everybody, all the counselors are having a good time, but yeah, it's not like any comedy ever happens. It's it's really just kind of a serious like Betsy Palmer's pissed off movie. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, man. Yeah, I like this one. I think that it has some fun stuff in it. And and don't get me wrong, man. It's like 
there's really not much story. It's no. it's really just a bunch of vignettes yeah. and then Jason kills some people. Yeah. It's very much like a comedy. Yeah. Where we need we need something to happen here and it should be funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like and they just keep doing that every couple of minutes until the movie's over. And that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only this time it's people getting murdered. Yes. And it, particularly brutally in this one, though not a lot of gore. True. Yeah. And it also doesn't add anything to the mythos. Like, there's really no, no. expansion of the Jason well, story. Well, I mean, I guess it it does bring him back from the dead. It, it makes him super it Jason. It does embrace the supernatural, yeah. which, honestly, I am, I'm totally here for. Yeah, it. me too. Give me zombie Frank and Jason. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's the only way that it kind of makes any sense at yes. all, you know? <laughs> uh, so I'm okay with that, personally. And there's also just, like, some funny editing choices and stuff in this, yeah. too, where, like... Like, even like that gravekeeper that's like, you guys think I'm a fart head. Then it cuts all the kids and be like, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. funny shit in here, man. It's really funny. Oh, I meant to t- uh, talk about this. Just a little tidbit. Okay. We kind of texted about this uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. She is trying to get the kids all pumped up. She says, and we hate Brussels sprouts. Remember how Brussels sprouts used to be bad? Yeah. They actually did genuinely used to be bad. You told me about this. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Break it down. Okay, so Brussels sprouts, before they were bred into the kind of sweet, uh, delicious green. Still slightly bitter. Still a little bit bitter, yeah. but you like it. It's yeah, a good it's taste. A good way. Before they became that, they had to be bred that way. So if you had Brussels sprouts in the 80s and hated them, Try them again, because they were bitter and gross in the 80s. I'll tell you this, Dr. Fulci and ACDC, they done <laughs> told me that the GMOs are fine. <laughs> They're fine. They actually are. They're very much fine and delicious. You ever had a banana? Yeah, a that's a GMO. Yeah. You ever had yeah. any kind of grain? Right, yeah. That's a GMO. GMO. Yeah. GMO. A lot of GMOs out there. Plenty. Yeah, this movie, like I said, not my favorite of the series. Like, uh-huh. four and one are, are always going to be the best They're to me. great, yeah. I really, really enjoy those. And uh, five has its moments. But this one, I'm not going to say is the worst by any means to me. I don't yeah. think it's the worst installment of the franchise. I don't think it's the best. It's kind of, it's in the middle of the road for me. Yeah. I like things about it. Again, those editing choices. I like the fact that it does some of those weird gender role reversals where you're Mm -hmm. just like why is this happening in this movie Mm -hmm. in this franchise but it's fun and a welcome addition to the franchise to me i don't know let's uh let's approach this rating phase and figure out where this thing sits with us what do you got to say any any final words about it all right so um it's it is a friday the 13th movie sure is in in that it has Jason Voorhees, and it brings back another character, Tommy. Yes. Uh, and it keeps uh, reminding us that it's no longer Crystal Lake. Those are the Friday the 13th elements. Sure. The rest of it is a horror comedy that's really funny and enjoyable and silly. And it's almost, in some ways, if you take out the Jason part... It's entirely family friendly, it seems. Yeah, it's really not that brutal. Yeah. And there's again no nudity or anything yeah, in there. So. It's it's I I don't know. It it it's just such a unique installment of this series that 
is all over the place. Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, it's not as all over the place as like you know the Hellraiser franchise oh, or Lord. Halloween or yeah. something. But it's it's all over the place, and you kind of can just look at each individual installment as its own movie and just kind of have your own head canon as to how it all works. But for me, this is entertaining as hell. It's entertaining. Yeah, it is. and I every time I go back to it, I enjoy it. You're right, though. Four is probably the perfect Friday the Thirteenth. So movie. good, and then one is is my is after that. Love it. But as far as entertainment value for me, four and six are the two that I look at as wow. the highest. Yeah. So yeah. four is number one. I'm I gonna it. say because like also like one, even though that is of course you know a, a very huge important movie in horror history and right. stuff. I'm not gonna say it's like a mega entertaining movie. No, no. But it is. It's still great. Yeah. Uh, but this one is just so fun to watch. Uh, tons of flaws. <laughs> like people just dying for like, who are these people? Who Why cares? are they dying? I mean, I, I talk about like the, you know, this uh, suburban sort of encroachment on forest or whatever. It's like, that's not explored. Nah. I mean, if that's meant to be in there, then eh. it's just barely there. It's just yeah. barely there. So admittedly, uh, the movie is not, entirely strong on all accounts especially when it comes to mostly feeling like a horror movie for sure it's not it's just, scary yeah no. it just has horror elements but then it does have some good brutal kills that kind of give you what you want from a friday the 13th movie without without having to go through the melodrama of pretending to care yeah i get it so i like i, I don't know i i like i like all those elements but again it's not it's not a perfect movie, and, and four is better, and one is a better horror movie, probably. Better horror movie, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I love this movie. So, uh, for me, this is like, a, I'm going to say like a, a seven, seven? Yeah. yeah. Seven. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. It's pretty fair. I was going to say, for me, I, I think I'm going to say this is like a six, six and a half, something yeah. like that. It's not like, it's not the one that I'm going to choose where I'm like, I want to watch a fucking Jason movie tonight. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to watch one or four. Yeah, yeah, that's going to give you your horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to give me what I want. But, you know, if I'm ever watching through the franchise, I'm never going to dread this one. I'm yeah. never going to skip this one. Yeah. And again, it just has enough, like, weird, quirky, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Moments and characters in it that I think it does have a unique place in, in this entire series. Yeah. Is it the goriest? No. Is it the scariest? No. But it's still a unique thing. And mm. also, Jason Kool-Aid mans through a lot <laughs> a lot of properties here. Awesome. He hates architecture. He does. Hates like, doors. How, how dare you? I Listen, I get it about the doors. Everybody on the Friday night screaming chat gets it about the doors. Fuck doors, we say. You don't say. We do. Fuck I can't explain where it comes from because I was drunk whenever it came about. <laughs> I'm too drunk but to we've taste been, chicken. <laughs> we've been saying it for a year. Fuck doors. Least. Well, people can find out about that by tuning into the screaming chat yeah, on the Discord right. server. Mm-hmm. Yeah, head on over there to uh, the Discord server. I, I post the link all the time. Check out our link tree. I said it earlier, linktree.ee. That does not flow off the tongue. It doesn't. It's link tree. Link tree uh, slash dead and lovely. Yeah. Uh, you it's can got all just the type stuff that into Google for. and you'll fucking find it. You will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Come to the Friday night screaming chat. We, man, I'm telling you. Have a good time. The, all the time. Uh, the last drive-in, just recently, we watched two of the worst movies I have ever seen. You don't say. They were so hard to get through. 
uh, things, Ben, things, things don't, I don't know why you would ever watch it, but oh. if you do, tell me what it is and why <laughs> it's happening. Okay, all right. Both of the movies that he showed were shot on home video. Oh, those kind of movies. Oh my gosh. It was, it was rough, but... It was an absolute blast doing it on the screaming chat. There you so, go. you know, we just chatted along, talked about how horrible they were, uh, and had some drinks. So, come on over. Sounds like a pretty good thing, man. What if somebody had an idea in their minds for a movie they wanted us to cover on our great oh, podcast? Man. What I mean, would they do? How could they reach out to us and have a chance to have their movie covered on a future installment of Dead and Lovely? Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. That's how they do it. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Yep. Head on over there. You become a patron on any level. You get access to our uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, might have a little bit of a, a Rick a Rick a remix. Look out. On the upcoming episode. Find out about that maybe in a few weeks. All right. Um. Uh, also, if you become a $5 patron, you get to submit a uh, movie into the smoking bowl. That's right. And then we randomly draw from that bowl and cover a movie at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had so many awesome ones. So Some great ones. We're enjoying it. So please head on over there, become a, a patron, submit your movie. Support the show. Support the show. That's right. And also, too, if you head on over to the Facebook group and join up, you can mm -hmm. participate in all kinds of fun stuff and all kinds yep. of good hangs. Just recently, we were hosting a little vote action yep. for our new event, Bark at the June. Well, it's Howling at the June. Where, howling at the June? Werewolves don't bark. I was thinking, of, you know what? I'm getting it all conflated in my head because I'm thinking about the Ozzy Osbourne Bark at the Moon video uh, where he's a werewolf. Bark at the June. Is that, did, is that how they say it in the UK? Yeah. Dead and lobsters, let us know. Yeah. Is it howling at the moon or barking at the moon? I don't know. Right, and which way is it going regarding June? Anyway, we're watching werewolf movies. That's right. <laughs> and we're covering our first one of the month next week on the show. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this movie because I know literally nothing about it oh, other man. than you love it. Yeah. And a good boy from across the pond, oh, Kev Bickerdike. <laughs> Oi, he loves it, don't Nailed he? His accent. That is Kev Bickerdike. Oi, I'm Kev Bickerdike. Oi, it's me. Let's get some fish and chips down at the shop. If I don't get something in me pie hole, I'm going <laughs> to become a real hooligan, aren't I? <laughs> He's been known to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one he loves, and uh -huh. you love it. I love it, yeah. I literally know nothing about it. I don't know. Dude, is, it a, is it a movie of puppets? I don't know what it is. I am so excited for you to see it. Don't watch anything. Don't read anything. But turn on Wolf Cop. Boom. And start watching. You're going to be ready for next week's episode. Dude, it's amazing. Okay. I'm really excited about it, man. I hope it's better than Underworld. Yes. Yeah, that's not even a contest, actually. I hope it's shorter than Underworld. Definitely. <laughs> Isn't everything? I think almost yeah. everything is shorter than Underworld. <laughs> so be sure to tune in next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can rate and review a podcast. We've got like a fucking review a month. Come on. I what? know there's more than one person a month that listens to the show and enjoys it. Right. So please go in there and review. We're going to start offering incentives. And here's the thing. I know some podcasts like to do stuff where... They'll do like a raffle where you, if you review, you can win a mm -hmm. T-shirt or whatever. Sure. We're going to do some incentives here. Let me tell you about them. Okay. 
if you go on Apple Podcasts and review the show, I won't come beat your damn ass. Oh, damn. How about that for a fucking incentive? Wow. You want to keep your ass unbeaten? That is redneck. Uh-huh. If I find out you've been listening to our show and you ain't been reviewing, <laughs> come to your house and whip your damn ass. I'm going to take the distributor cap off your car so you can't get away. I'm going to steal all the copper piping out of your house. <laughs> I'm going to smoke meth. <laughs> what are we talking about? Incentives. Oh, yeah. I'll rate smoke meth. <laughs> yeah, rate and review or else. Okay? So, yeah, be sure to tune in next time. It'll be a good old time. We'll drink a code beer and mm-hmm. uh, have ourselves a good old chin wag about Wolf Cop. In the meantime, I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Catch you guys on the flip side. Bye, 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 bye. bye. Wait, wait. Let's do, let's do Tommy in part four. Bye, 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 bye. So the other day I went into a gas station because I had to make a PP mm-hmm. on my road trip. And uh, it was a single serve bathroom rig. Okay. Thought it was a single serve pee. Right. Uh, no, no, no. Just the bathroom rig okay. part was single serve. And I step in there just as this guy's coming out. And of course, I step face first into the mist of his dad shit. Oh. Now, you know what I mean by dad yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because dad shits mm-hmm. are different. B- Yes, one hundred percent. So I remember like being a kid and like dad walking out of the bathroom oh. and walking and be like, "What? What's the matter with you? Do your guts <laughs> not work anymore? Like, what? What has happened to you that you're taking this dad shit?" Yeah, but it did get me thinking. Are we also one day going to slowly slip into the world of dad shit at such a slow rate that we don't even know that we're doing it, mm. or do you think that one day we're gonna sit down and just have a shit, and the fumes are gonna waft up and we're gonna be like? Oh my god! I just took my first dad shit. Yeah, and as, as the fumes like waft into your brain, you're like, I need to get some white tennis shoes. Need to order some New Balances. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when you know something you can really stain when you're mowing the lawn. Yeah, does one slowly slip into the dad shit, or is it a sudden change? Like, is it on your fortieth birthday, every man yeah. takes the first dad shit? I think. I think. I think it's probably that. All of us are lactose intolerant by the time we get into our 30s. Okay, okay. And uh, our dads didn't know that or believe <laughs> they in it. They just didn't care. And they were just like, fuck it. <laughs> so what you were smelling was lactose intolerance. Well, very well could be that. <laughs> and you know what? We can tolerate anything but intolerance, Ben. That's a good point. So if you're lactose intolerant, sorry, you're mm-hmm. out. See you later. Alligator. <laughs>